Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the As Always podcast, episode 125. I am one of your hosts, Tyler, joined not as always, but once again, but for the first time as a special co-host and not guest, one of the four pillars, George, aka Longhead Fox. How's it going, gamer? It's going sweet. It's good to be here. It's exciting to have you here. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, um, you and uh, Ethan have stepped up and have now both... All four pillars have co-hosted the As Always podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. The official four pillars podcast, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> uh, which is which is, uh, which is is great. So I, I appreciate you being here. It means a lot. Uh, James should be back soon. He's, you know, from my conversation with him, he's, he's doing well. He just did a streamed the PlayStation reveal event for the PlayStation 5. Um, and uh, hopefully soon. No, we don't want to rush him, but uh, we, we, you know things will get back to normal. Yeah, the return of the king will happen, and everyone will <laughs> the be of the king. back to normal again. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel weird without him making content and being on Twitter all the time. Like it's it's like my timeline and my feed is just like kind of dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's same here actually. Yeah, it is. It's it is very strange. Nothing stranger though than um, doing the podcast, I'd say. But it's oh, been I can imagine yeah. It's been an interesting time still though because. We've still been pumping out the podcast. So we've been putting out the content. The last podcast with, with Ethan was awesome. Clubhouse last week was amazing uh, that I do with Jared. And I and I know for a fact this episode is going to be fucking awesome too. So we've st- we keep going on. We still, as always, entertainment continues to deliver um, through good times, through bad times. And, and here we are. And it'll be amazing when James is back. Yeah, the community um, props, the, props the podcast up when it, when it needs it. Exactly right. Um, they're, they're, I just, yes, consider myself super lucky that we have the community and that, you know, when James needs a break like this, he can take it and we've got people like you and Ethan um, that can step up and um, not just be here as like, it's not like, I could get anyone, right? And it wouldn't be the same, but you and Ethan, it still feels like it's the As Always podcast. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm, I'm the closest seeing... you can get to James, really. Yeah, that's true, literally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> genetically speaking, 100% yeah. like, couldn't get any closer. Um, oh, but, but it is... It is uh, I, I was really happy with seeing lots of comments from people on the last episode saying, like, oh, it still felt like just a regular, as always, podcast, which is what I want. Whereas, like, yeah. if we got... If I just reached out to, you know, got a someone that's not a regular or someone that's not one of the pillars... It would feel like a whole different show altogether, rather than an As Always podcast. So, um, it's good, and here we are. And of course, it, it wouldn't happen, as we said, without this community. Mm-hmm. It also wouldn't happen specifically without the great producers <laughs> over on patreoncom forward slash As Always. Here we go. The third, Damien, Avery Dobbs, Tony, the Arbiter's delightful penis, Josh Devlier, Adam Sunling, Patreon producer. For the Cum House podcast, aka Olberic, Didlotic, Cat94, Viridian, Real Simon Hawkins, aka Hedgehog 12, and Bullsack 47, our producers. Thank you guys so much for making this show happen, um, as always, entertainment happen, and, um, you know, keeping the people entertained. So, you know, you're the reason that through breaks we, we kick on, the content continues, um, and the entertainment value continues. And uh, if you want to know what the Cum House podcast is, Head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. It's $1 a month. It's fucking amazing. Um, for uh, the last Clubhouse episode 85 I did with uh, my housemate Jared, and we got very drunk, and it was the filthiest thing I've ever um, produced 
for content. Um, so go listen to it. People loved it. I, in fact, spat out. You know, George, I didn't think it was possible to spit out a drink like they do on TV shows, like on sitcoms, <laughs> when you like take a sip yeah. or something, you just spit it everywhere. Yes. I literally did that on the podcast. Like I took a sip oh, of wi- uh, rum and just <laughs> spat it out everywhere oh, because, um, yeah, Jared um, said some things. I think I need to start pledging $1 a month, to be honest, because I stopped. Dude, dude, you need... If you don't listen to any other Clubhouse, you specifically... Obviously, everyone else should listen to every other episode, but you specifically, George, should listen to that last Clubhouse. Yeah, I think I might do. I mean, I've got um, nothing but time to kill still. That's true. That's true. Are you... Is England still in lockdown? We're easy now. It says uh, towards the 22nd of this month, they're going to start opening pubs. Right. Which is a bit like, ooh, I don't know if we're ready for that yet, but, you know, whatever. Definitely not. Yeah. There's only um, 140 cases in all of Australia active right now. So, Australia slapped the shit out of this virus, man. Yeah, we did. We did We did, We did. did bits and pieces inside New Zealand. New Zealand has zero cases and is completely oh open God. now. New Zealand eradicated it. Um, they obviously have a small population than even us, but they did well. They did fucking bits and, and we're following suit. I mean, everything's open again now, um, but we're still doing like the social distancing and certain restricted numbers. Um, yeah. So like, um, they're taking your... They're doing good tracing stuff like i've been out to restaurants and shit and they'll take uh the name and phone number of like one member of the group so if for some reason something happened they could call people and let them know oh someone that came and ate here might uh has got covid go Mm. get tested and shit it seems like Um, a pretty good system like you're doing the proper precautions but here we were just like uh, it was never clear what we could and couldn't do and it's it just like the lines become even more blurred as the time goes on but we just sort of let the government get on with whatever they think they're doing and just hope for the best really that's the current situation it feels like anyway that's fucked man that's fucked yeah, no, I feel like I mean in, in my state in particular there's only four cases active so like no, to us it's like no one fucking has coronavirus here so I don't give <laughs> yeah. a fuck you know what I mean like no yeah. one like go to the shops anywhere then go to like a shopping centre a mall or wherever like no one gives a fuck about coronavirus anymore here <laughs> like everyone's like um, that thing that doesn't really exist that China made up that obviously didn't affect us yeah no, no one it's like it never happened that. no one cares point. about it here and literally like there's no social distancing no one cares like, businesses are doing social distancing, but people there at the business don't care. Like, um, yeah. you, we don't have it. You don't have it. No one has it. it does, it's not real. Um, but, no, it feels good. Like, last week was the first time uh, I went out somewhere and ate, and me and all my friends sat there, and we're like, holy shit, this is the first time we've sat at a, out to eat in a few months. And I obviously feel worse for other countries that went into lockdown. One, before we did, I guess, technically... When um, did you go into lockdown? Like what day? I, I mean, we didn't really go into lockdown like you guys went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was probably like once... We did, sort of. But, I mean, for me, I I guess my work was essential-ish. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I went to work every day. I didn't miss a day. Um, I didn't miss a fucking minute of work. If anything, my work, I've been busier now than I've ever been with work. Yeah. So, um, it's just... My life has just sort of gone on other than... Uh, gym's closed, so I built a home gym, and now I never want to go back to the gym because I love having a home <laughs> fucking gym. It's so good. It's so yeah. fucking awesome because my problem is, like, I'll finish work late or early. It depends on the days, and I hate 
the to- like that extra drive to the gym and back. I'm like, I, I could just get home at no matter what time and I can do a work at any time. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Um, yeah. I don't have to think about or worry about it. If I did, and, if, and as well, if I'm at home and I'm like, I feel like working out now, I can just do it. I don't have to like, I'll get changed. I'll drive to the gym. I hate that. For me, do I don't naked need it. if I, you even wanted to. I could do it naked. I definitely could work out naked as well. That's a big thing. Haven't done that yet, but I could do that. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he going out, man. Like that's that's the that's the the key. And like obviously, I, I think we're doing progressive open ups. I think it's mid July, at least in my state. Um, that's when you can have a hundred a gathering of a hundred again, Holy and shit. and then it'll be like more rest. Even though like. Like sports back, pretty much all Australian sports back, which is amazing. Like the rugby's back, uh, Aussie rules football's back, um, mm. and the UFC's back. So my three main sports I watch are all back now. So it, that's so fucking awesome just to be able to watch sports again. And then uh, they're God, let everything the, was cancelled. Yeah, the fucking what's that? yeah the the footy this weekend. Uh, they're letting <laughs> audi- They're letting um, audience in. I think they're letting ten thousand people in. But they're doing Jesus. social distancing in the in the sta- in the stadium. But well, how so, do you do that though? Like sit oh, a chair just, apart. Yeah, I think they'll be like people have to sit a chair apart, sort of thing. But it's like like the the Gabba where Brisbane Lions play. That's like a sixty thousand seat stadium. So they're only letting like ten thousand people in, and then I think like twenty thousand the next week or something. Oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, and it's open air, so I'm like fucking. You're not. You know, it's not that crazy i guess um but you have to be 10, reg- they'll have to register everyone and what seat they sat at that yeah. way like if again if someone got it you can be like you sat near them within that vicinity and they're not going to contact all fucking ten thousand people they'll be fucking retarded um you know the person <laughs> sitting on the other side of the stadium it's like they i don't think they fucking caught it over the air but you know they just coughed um, really hard and it went all the way over to the other side yeah it's wild and i think about this like i in some ways i don't know how Australia did so well I mean we handled it well and I guess we took it seriously but Australians are so fucking lazy and laid back like all this like there's so much protesting going on in the US for all these obviously very important issues yeah. uh, and rightfully so they're out there protesting but fuck man and we're, we're protesting in Australia too yeah, um, and in in the UK as well and the UK all over the world um, yeah. for, for this Black Lives Matter movement which is amazing but also like if it was an issue that was Australia based like if like, the French fucking protest everything. That's what I've realised about the French. They fucking <laughs> yeah. love a good protest and riot and looting. Like, they'll fucking flip cars and burn shit if fuel prices go up, like, 10 cents. Yeah, they riot you know? for everything. Just because they, they know they can. Just because just they can. Like, Australians are too fucking lazy, man. Like, we, we're just like, ah... Uh, I'm all set, right. man. I can't be, I can't be asked. I don't know what the fuck like, that was. That was, uh, dude, that was terrible. That was the worst. <laughs> that was awful. Oh. That was fucking awful. No, it's like, it's like, um, it's like, I, I, I don't know. We, we our, our mentality, Australian mentality is, ah, she'll be right. Ah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I think you fine. guys listen right. to your government, though. To an extent, like more so than we do over here. I I, I don't know. I do, I don't know, man. Like it's hard. It's hard to say. I feel like, and I'm gonna, and no offense to you, I just feel like. Um. I'll tell you what. I think there's as many dumb people per capita in the UK as there is in Australia. I really truly do. 
The difference mm-hmm. is, I think Australians that are dumb know they're dumb. I don't think English people that are dumb realize they're fucking dumb. Oh, they don't. That's what. That's, I, that's the what. Worst part about that's, them. that's the worst part I found about English people is they all think they're fucking smart. <laughs> Whereas, like, I'm gonna tell you right now, Australians, we don't fucking think we're smart. We just are like, yeah, yeah, fucking whatever. I don't. Yeah. I'm not smart. It is what it is. But fucking, there's yeah. I think there's just many people that are dumb here, but I feel like more of us know we're dumb. More of us here know we're stupid. The people over here that are dumb are usually quite self-righteous, so they're just like, yeah, you know, my opinion's completely correct. Like, you know, if I want to go out and fucking... Like, recently, there's been people that have been, like, counter-protesting the Black Lives Matter protests, and it's basically just a bunch of, like, right-wing, like, crazies that are just fighting the police at this point. And they're just doing it because they want to fight. Yeah, 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 they're they're fighting the police because they just want to fight. It's just like a group of lads. Like, so why are they? But if they are, are they protesting against Black Lives Matter? As in, they don't give a fuck about Black Lives Matter. They're not like protesting like for the police side of things. They were basically, they were protesting against the people destroying like the statues and shit, which I find hilarious because like yeah, it's just right. like a fucking statue. Like who gives a shit? Are people um, doing that in in the UK? Oh yeah, yeah. The Winston Churchill statue recently got it's got a metal box around it now because people Holy were actually f- fucking it up. up but. Shit. But it, this is again, the thing. I was matter. just watching. I was just watching um, this comedian Andrew Schultz, who's been fucking killing it during this whole thing, mm-hmm. and he was talking about this whole take, like the um, cons- um, Confederate flag and all these statues and Confederate statues being taken. He's like, the, he's like, yes, they should be being taken down, but it's not because they're racist. He's like, if you took every statue down. He's like, every statue's fucking racist in some ways. He's like, are you going to fucking... Your grandparents were probably racist. You're going to get rid of their tombstones. <laughs> yeah, like, he's exactly. He's like, that's ret- He's like, that's retarded. He's like, every fucking statue's racist. He's like... But he's like, Confederate flags? Yes, ban it. Confederate statues? Yes, ban it. Not because they were racist. All these statues are racist. He's like, because they're fucking traitors and, and losers. He's like, they tried to fucking fight us. They turned against America. They're against America. That's why. He's like, they tried to divide America, they tried to fight America, and they fucking lost, and that's why they should be taken down. Yeah, so exactly. He, and I'm like, that makes sense. And, but I just love that point. That he's just like, he's like, your grandparents are probably fucking racist, you're going to get rid of their tombstones. I'm like, I mean, he's, like, cool. he's got a point there, he's got a fucking point. And he's just yeah, like, the pyramids like... were built by fucking slave, slavers. Yeah. He's like, are we going to get rid of the pyramids? I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> you know, I understand the, the argument of like, oh, we're glorifying these racists, but but I, you could do that with everyone. At what point do you draw the line? So I yeah. think um, some things leave it is, but these um, confederates, like, fuck, they're fucking losers. They're a bunch of fucking traitor losers to, to the United States, so fuck them off. Yeah, like, and most like, people have a statue. Like, most people that have a statue are, like, they they don't deserve a fucking statue anyway, like, most times. It's just someone that's gone, yeah, erect a statue of me because I'm a massive narcissist. Yeah, right. To be fair, Churchill probably does deserve a statue, to be fair. He did well, yeah, to an extent. Probably, I, I probably mean, s- you probably saved your fucking country. 100%. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, that, that he did do some crazy shit for Europe as a whole. But I guess, you mm-hmm. know, it's a slippery slope, a topic like this, you know, where you've got someone that's done really morally good things and on the other hand was like also I don't know shit racist. about Churchill being racist I'm sure he probably was because he was old and he lived in the 40s like obviously I guess he probably was yeah. but like yeah. I, I don't know I'm not educated but I'm not going to claim to be but I, I will claim to know what he did in the second world war and he yeah. pretty much is one of the people that saved fucking allies and pretty much yeah yeah so 
And Even I feel though he was like I prefer him over Hitler, so I'm <laughs> yeah, glad same. he did it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like, and I feel like Hitler was more racist. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't know. But, but I guess I it like isn't a competition of who was the most racist, because obviously, yeah, a, a lot of people are bringing up the argument. You know, all these statues that people are, you know, uh, ripping down and stuff like that. A lot of people are going, yeah, but they weren't as bad as Hitler, and people are like, well. Yeah, but they they were still bad in their own way, which I understand. It's it's a, I don't I don't care about yeah, fucking this, statues, yeah, 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 man. Anyway. They're just fucking big like <laughs> big brass objects. Like what even are they? Oh my god. Well, I feel like we're gonna get into some real philosophical shit, George. Like we've got some gaming to talk about, no doubt about this here mm-hmm. podcast. But I I thought to myself, I'm like, I feel like with George, there's some there's some things we're gonna get into, and and <laughs> there's some things with with you. I love a good chat with you, George. Yep. I don't get to chat to you one on one enough. That's and true. I feel like sometimes on the, like the Four Pillars podcast, you you sometimes might step back and let you know Ethan and I love to fucking talk, so we'll go loud and loud and loud. But when you come in, you have some. You're a smart. You're a smart young man. You've got some shit to say. So I, <laughs> part of the reason I'm excited for you to co host me today, I'm actually very excited to pick your brain a bit and, and have a chat. I appreciate to you. that. And you're also into shit that maybe James isn't as much into as I am. Like yeah. you, you love yourself a Rogan podcast, and you'll listen to these fucking you know, scientist shit and these fucking conspiracy theorists and you'll, we'll have a good time. So we definitely will again. And ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear more for just $1 a month, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. And you get exclusive access to the clubhouse podcast over 85 episodes. It's hundreds of hours of content plus a week's early access to the cinema and podcast. When that happens, it's not a regular scheduled thing at the moment. It's on hiatus, but every time something new, whether it's a movie, a game, a TV show, the gems I want to cover comes out, we'll do a cinema room on it. That means we fucking, we might do two in a week if something happens like that, or we might not do one for a month. We're just playing it by ear at the moment, especially because there's nothing really new happening right now because of COVID. And hopefully as things start releasing again, it'll come back to its regular schedule. But we'll see what happens. The last was part two. We'll get a center room, no doubt about it, which comes out in a week's time. This week it comes out, which is exciting. And we're going to preview that on today's podcast, of course. So stay tuned for that. And thank you to the Sweet Vintage Lives for helping power this podcast. Once again, that is King Richard III, Damien Avery Jobs, Tony, the Arbiter's Delightful Penis, Josh Devlier, Adam Sundling, Patreon producer from the Come House podcast, aka Olbrick, Did Lotta, Cat94, Viridian, Real Simon Hawkins, aka HBus12, Pulsack47, Casey Wood, Pink Flame, 3 on 3, Henry, Sakaris, aka Kieran, Kevin, Bond, Aminal, Alfie Rosell, no, how about you shut the fuck up? No one cares what you think. I don't like you. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> aka Brownie. <laughs> Jesper Olsen, Linda Stone, my 5380 is the king of RPGs. Kimasaba, Gamma Cream Pies, Red Crown Crane. Jared is my spirit animal. The Cree, Josh J. Anderson, Fat Fuck Cuck, Brennan, Abiku, <laughs> Matt, Ravjai, Marcus de Ben, Marquis de Ben, but then also Ben de Sade, 1989. <laughs> Philip Stillwag and Kyle. Mag, aka the guy who makes his own assassin Christmas, Diogo, Bleeding Edge 274, No Mojo, Benedict Clobbers, Gwen Hughes, 2018, 1998, 20, Max H, Gene is doing bits in the coal mines, Owen Brainseek, aka Frank from Destination Wedding, Son of the Bitch, OG Doggo, Not Was, Furious Coco, I'm a fucking psycho, Sab2557, Nick Miller, the ACMJS, Radok, Pop Lop is not dead, Smexy Dork, Assassin, Connor, Bully in the Alley, Pinicchio, Kyle, S. Jaws, Marcus, aka Blackburn, Victor Eliasson, Sandwich Man, Emil Kapborg, Joshua Mora, Walshy Desaad, 1989, I don't know what this fucking meme is, Ginkgo Swag, Red Chunked Crane, Casper Coral is shagging on top of a hippogriff, 
My dick slick, thick, quick, sick, hard as a brick in a chick. By the way, my name is Rick. Master Bash. Ashton, a.k.a. The Weekend Simp. Conversations plus our new bro, George Welford. I have an argument about that. George the Sexy Boy Smith. Joe the founded Marquis de Sade. 1989 Scarab. What the fuck is happening? Give me your penis. Evan Brown. Winona Ryder, a.k.a. Lindsay from Destination Wedding. Luca, Alfie Robert. Brian Ford, a.k.a. The Thickest Cookie Toddler's Ever Had. Brisk, Brave... Brigadiers, brandished, broad, bright blades, blunderbusses, and bludgeons balancing them badly. <laughs> Fishy, Jack DG, 1998, T-Man Travis, Billy, the Team Tana, my Robertson, and Boogie Woogie, Buggle Boy. Thank you so much <laughs> for helping me out this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? This is fucked. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit is fucked. Oh, oh my god. god. Do you tell people to like change their names to this weird shit or do they it's, just it's, do it? It's they started doing it and then we continued to encourage it because the list became yeah. it comes so long that it's almost it's just like oh it's so long and boring. Whereas now, because every single week it's completely changed this fucked up shit, it's funny. Now it's actually really enjoyable to read the list. I actually look forward to reading the list now. You know, like, that's amazing. You, you, I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, well. I was gonna say I was like, you know, you've been here when the list has been longer and longer and longer every episode. Mm. Yeah. And to you, I feel like it got boring to you, and uh, is it more entertaining now than it ever has been in some ways? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic now. Exactly. It's beautiful now. Like Me and Ethan went, used it... to just, like, be like, oh, not this fucking <laughs> list again. Mm. But, yeah, I it's get that, fucking it's brilliant. Are. It's brilliant now. So I encourage continued um, uh, changes to the list, and we've been getting a lot of tongue twisters lately, and those I've been enjoying as well. <laughs> Oh, um, the simple things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been good. Um, I'm trying to do this thing right because it's always James that does the editing. The po- I do the pre-production. James does the post- post-production of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I I did this thing last week with Ethan, where oh, not last week, last episode with Ethan, where yeah. as we talked, I had t- I wrote down timestamps as we went, not like the right. times, but just like topics. That yeah. way, like... In the order just, that it came. Just, yeah, just so I, rem- I would remember and I could go search for that point of, of conversation, not then ha- later on be like, oh, I wonder, what were we talking about here? I don't even remember what we were talking about here. And you're like clicking, scrolling through when you're scanning and you're like, are we talking about... Oh, yeah, we, t- oh, yeah, we talked about that for a bit. When did that start, you know? Oh, God, like, yeah. No. I'd hate that. I hate editing a podcast. Oh, it would make me rip my fucking hair out. <laughs> no, it's, it's not too bad now. Well, I reckon no, James is probably a fucking wizard at it. Oh yeah, by now he's 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 a master. He's yeah. a master. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, um, what we were talking about all this fucking shit going down the state of the world right now, George. Um, yep. There's you know 2020 coronavirus, the lockdowns, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And mm-hmm. these protests and shit. Um, where where's your head at with this, man? Like, what? How how do you feel right now? In yourself, how how are you handling this? I mean, to me, it was especially with the Black Lives Matter stuff recently and everything that happened so quickly. It was a sensory overload a bit for me. I was like, Christ, like so much stuff is happening at once. So many stories being reported about at once. And I'd take a little step back and just like take a few days off social media. But um, it, I think 
all this stuff that's happening goes to show like we're at like the 2020 feels like some some form of precipice like it's it's building up and building up like this is going to be a year that we're going to remember for like the rest of our lives we're going to look back on it and be like what the hell was 2020 doing that was cracked um so in that regard i mean it feels like an important year you know for like the coronavirus could cause more social solidarity as as we come out of it i hope so i hope people learn lessons from it and that we should appreciate you know oneness um but also with the black lives matter stuff i think i really hope it makes some progress and some some headway in like all across the world so we can start getting justice for people that that have been you know left sort of silent until now so i i, I think it's a good thing i think we'll come out of 2020 better than we went into it uh, well i mean the the saying goes um easy times make weak people hard yep. times make tough people and and i hope these hard times make us tougher make us stronger and we'll learn from it and, and we'll come out the other end um yeah you know you adapt or perish that's evolution so um we've, we've got to learn from this and we've got to grow and and certainly the black lives matter stuff like i mean it's it's a movement that's been going on for a, lo- a lot of years and i think now is from where the world is and and how connected we are right now it's up op- it's never opened my eyes more than it has n- now yeah and you know, I think these are important movements happening. The only thing I worry Definitely. about is that we, we we get some justice here in this situation and then we move on and we don't continue that momentum, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more to do than police brutality to solve racism. There's a lot more than that that's got to yeah, be definitely. done. You know, it, the, where's, the, where's the root of the problem comes from? Disadvantaged communities. And, and, uh, and there was a great... Um, uh, Rogan podcast the other week that I was listening to and mm. I forget who the guest was but he was talking about this not being a race war it's actually a class war because you've got companies like Amazon that are sponsoring Black Lives Matter rallies and why are they doing that well they hope in these rallies the, consp- the cynical consp- conspiracy theory right here I'll give you so obviously I mean it could be as simply as you know virtue signaling wanting to look good good PR move because it's yep. not like the Black Lives Matter movement negatively or positively affects Amazon. They could just, you know, give money, good PR move, good publicity, don't look like racists. I think that's what it boils down to, yeah, a lot of the time. All the conspiracy theory is this. What happens at these rallies? There is looting. Obviously, people come in, right? Not, not There's peaceful, so many peaceful protests, but, like, fuckwits come in and ruin it, and they'll riot and loot. Yep. And this is... Who does that impact, George? Retail stores, small businesses. Who are Amazon's competition? Well, nobody, really. Retail stores and small businesses, though. The small dudes. Those small businesses... And then, you know, the unemployment goes up because of fucking COVID. And then these businesses are shutting down. And where do they go? They work in a fucking Amazon warehouse. Mm. They, You know, in these rural areas. They, um, you know, it becomes an Amazon monopoly. And they want people to focus on being race and not class. And the thing is, race comes into class because disproportionately in Australia, in the UK, in the United States, um, people of colour are um, disproportionately in lower class communities. And that's where things need to change, right? It's not about... um, It can't just be simply about... If you're going to change the way people see 
uh, race and not and not have these police automatically have these institutionalized racism um, or have these expectations when they see a person's color they're gonna assume oh I'm in this area this is a bad neighborhood um, there's predominantly people of color there's it's crime ridden and then they have that way more they're way more fucking trigger happy they're way more inclined to just assume the worst of that person you yeah. know that's that's institutionalized racism based on patterns and training they were given if you you beat that in the future not just by you know better education obviously also the fucking cops need to be trained way fucking better in that country holy fuck it's also a privatized yeah. police system as you know in most places yeah, and internal investigations as well. It's like, that's a big and they, thing. And the unions protect them so much. It's very different, yeah. you know, says to Australia, the way the police system works. I'm not sure about the UK. Um, but, Neither am I, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you've got to... I've been trying to figure out how I can do anything to help communities. On my country, obviously, can't do as much help America. I live in Australia, and we have problems here with our Indigenous community. Yeah. You know, in terms of them being disadvantaged. Mm. There's lots of reasons for it. It's very complicated. I certainly am not completely educated on this and don't have the all the answers or really any answers perhaps, but yeah. I've just been trying to look at what what can I do to help those communities. Um, yeah, and I think that's what you know, more people should good, do. Good causes to, to, whether it's donate to or get involved with, there's a great, um, you know, I, I, martial arts will be part of my life. There's a great... Um, great you see jiu-jitsu outreach program that um ufc fighter robert whitaker's involved in former ufc champion mm -hmm. that he does going out to these indigenous community rural communities and, and doing um you know uh, spending time with them doing martial arts training getting them active and involved um in sport and and these martial arts that you know teach a lot of discipline and gives sets goals and if there's anything that can unite people to be honest it's sport uh, yeah definitely. all col all cultures um, love competition and love sport so that's a, a great gaming, uniter that's a great uniter and a bit of gaming and a bit of gaming <laughs> that's it um, oh god but yeah uh, I, I don't know that's how, that's where I'm at with it that's what I've been yeah. thinking I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to get involved just yet but that's it's definitely opened my eyes a lot and I hope that it has for other people too yeah it's I think it's changed my viewpoint on it um, more of the sense that I I do believe in a way now that I guess just being not racist isn't necessarily it doesn't help anyone you know and obviously people that don't want to get involved with this sort of stuff uh, people are you know they're exercising their right to distance themselves from certain things they don't want to get involved with and i'm not going to judge people and call them racist based on the fact that they don't want to get involved with everything but i do think that if you want to make some form of difference you have to I guess takes the action that you can, you know, you have to work out, think about the things that you can do, you know, what what would I be able to do, no matter how small or how big, you know, in, in some way, you, you just have to do what you can, because um, obviously race is a massive thing to fix, isn't it, you know, it's, it's going to take education of generations, I think it's going to take a lot of looking into the police systems, especially in America, and and you know body cams and you know people that supposedly their body cam footage turns off magically and police pensions and stuff like that because one of the dudes oh no the, the what was what was the dude's name that killed george floyd what was his name again i don't uh, remember I don't, I don't, I don't remember either. police officer that killed him apparently mm -hmm. he, he's been charged with second degree murder obviously or is, is going to yeah. be on trial for it yeah um 
and he still has the possibility of getting a million dollar pension when he gets out of jail, yeah, well, which is like crazy. So I think people should look into, you know, if, if, if you could be held accountable for something bad that happens to someone under your custody, you can have your pension revoked, possible things like that, you know, just w- ways to stop these people from feeling like they can do whatever they want and, and not have and any it's consequences. it's also like, like, the dude fucking stood on his fucking neck, man. Yeah, it was clear like, as day. Like, like, if it wasn't on purpose to fucking kill him like he did, then it's because he's fucking completely incompetent at re- restraining a person. Exactly. Which tells me you don't, you weren't fucking trained very well. You're a fucking pussy. If you can't hold someone down by their <laughs> legs, you're a fucking pussy to me. Especially like, I mean, he's, and he's shouldn't be a cop. Because, and don't get me wrong, like, I've, I've had, personally, n- really no bad... I know a lot of police officers. I have nothing against the police, especially in my country, personally. Yeah. I, it's a fucking shit job. What a fucking awful job. I would never want to do that. But... This, it doesn't mean they're, they're perfect and the system's fucking perfect. It's far from it. There's so much to be done um, to improve it. And um, In my country, for sure, I think most especially in the United States, at least in terms of Western world, the, the, the American police force, I'm sure, is a lot better than fucking plenty of other places around the world that are way worse and way more corrupt. But if we're talking about the Western free world... Yeah, like go to like the favela where they've got like AKs and they just kill civilians. I was gonna say, go to Brazil, go to Brazil, see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> go to Brazil, see what the fuck happens. Holy shit! Oh god! Holy shit! Shout out to Brazil. Um, yeah, shout out to the favelas in Brazil. <laughs> there will Best be place. something to be like love from Brazil, big fan. There always is. There's always New AC game in Brazil. On, on every on every um music video you'll ever watch on on youtube there's always one comment like oh brazil loves you or something like <laughs> love from brazil always, it's always a top comment it's always a top comment love from brazil it's like why the fuck what we love What's ariana happened? grande love from brazil <laughs> oh god exactly, bless him exactly man it's you know it's, it's um it's strange fucking times and i and i it, I fe- it feels weird talking about it <clears throat> like it does like, I feel like it needs to be talked about. I want to talk to you about it. But also, it's like, people be like, guys, shut the fuck up. You don't know shit. And it's true. Yeah. I don't know, but, you know. <clears throat> I feel like I we're not going to get anywhere the... by not talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Like, I'd, I'd, I like to use the platform that we have to talk about things that are, that are actually, like, relevant and somewhat educational. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily, like, worthy of being a teacher, but, like... I just like people to be aware and to use the platform for something worthwhile, you know, especially during times like this, you know, because we love our gaming. We'll always love our gaming. The gaming's 100%. always going to be there. Gamer first. Yeah, 100%. But it's also good to to talk about stuff like this, I think, definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, and you know, we're certainly not going to fix the problem here, but maybe we can wake people up. Yeah. In our small way, the people that do listen to us, for whatever reason, they decide to listen to us. And you know, I'm not here to. I don't. I don't want to sit here and preach to a bunch of people. But you know, that's that's how I feel about the situation, and and, and as with you as well. And yeah, uh, you know, we can't just fucking sit around and do nothing forever. We've got to move on. The 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 hard part is, you know, we're humans, and humans, uh, we've evolved from fucking apes. 
and over hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, we've evolved and adapted and survived. And, and with that, you know, comes certain survival instincts. And one of those is humans are fucking tribalistic as shit. Yeah. They're super fucking tribal. Yeah. People are tribal to their fucking religions. People are tribal to their fucking countries, to their towns, to their cities, to their clubs they're in, to their fucking races. And that's why people are the way they are. That's why people fucking fly planes into buildings for their God. Yeah. That's why people go to war for their country. That's why people get killed for the color of their skin. Because humans are fucking tribal. Because we're hardwired to it's a reason differences. Yeah, exactly. We're hard, we're, we've evolved in, in this way and it's, it's going to take a long time to overcome that. We've come a long way very quick. I, I think we're, we're not doing as bad as we think we are. We've yeah, come a long definitely. fucking way in a very short amount of time in retrospect to how long fucking humans have been around for, which is actually quite a long time. But the amount of time, in the short space of time, we've changed and connected from being, oh, I lived in a fucking little village with a hundred people in it. And I've never met anyone else and I lived till I was 50 and I never met anyone else outside of the 100 people. Yeah. To now where we're connected to all 7 billion people in the world. And we understand that there is that many people in the world. And we understand that there's that many belief systems. There's that many races and countries and laws and rules and peoples and, and, and ideas and beliefs and religions and shit. And that's I mean, I a big jump. It takes, it takes a long time. It's going to take a lot a long time to evolve mentally for, for humans to understand and, and think in a new way. We're literally dealing with millions of years of evolution to think this way. There's a reason when you see, like, uh, uh, plenty of fucking people out there, of vegans or vegetarians, they saw a cow get killed on a video and they're like, oh, I don't, that's disgusting, I can't can't do that. Where someone like me, I don't give a fuck about a cow. I just don't. I, I just, I, I, what, I've seen the videos. I don't sit there and go, oh, shit. But if you showed me a video of a fucking human getting killed, I feel fucking sick. Yeah. That's evolution, man. That's your, that's your fucking wiring your brain when you see that shit. It's like, why am I more empathetic to a human than I am to another animal? No, no, I, I think a lot of the time because I mean we we see ourselves as a bit more superior, don't we? But we also see, no, but it's I, I, I don't think it's because you can't see yourself in that cow, whereas you can see yourself in that other person. People put themselves in the in other people. It's it's part of the reason people when I when I it's you know what's fucking what you know what's fucked up. I'll tell you something's fucked up, and I'll be honest here because you know I'm not fucking perfect. I've watched all these videos, right? of the riots and all these people getting hurt and it made me mad, right? Like, it made yeah. me real mad seeing protesters getting hurt. But when yeah, I saw definitely. two reporters, a cameraman and a reporter, get hit by the American police, there were Australian reporters. Oh. I wanted to fucking kill that cop. Because mm. you identify when they, with them. It's like because, they're, because, dude, like, everyone, everyone that listens to me knows how much I love my fucking country. Everyone yeah. fucking knows how much I love my country. You hit a fucking Australian, I'll fucking kill you. Like that's the way how yeah. I that's how I see it. Like, yeah, I, I saw all the these Americans getting hurt. I saw an old guy get fucking pushed over. It made me fucking sick. But I was the most angry that when I watched an Australian cameraman that was trying to film the media trying to film a protest and a cop fucking beating him. When I saw that, I was like, I'm gonna fuck. I wanna fucking kill that guy. And that's fucked up to say, you know what I mean? Like that I'm that, you know, like that different. But I just, that's how I'm wired, man. I see, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what your religion is. But if you're Australian, I'm going to be way more connected and upset that you got hurt than anyone else in the world. 
Well, you're Australian you or a, with, like, or a that, Kiwi. That's me. That's that's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. But it's I, I, I'm also very, and this is what I say to people all the time. Is like I, I'm Australia is my religion. Like I don't believe <laughs> yeah. in God, I, but I believe in my country. Yeah. And and like it's just it's just who I am it's just how I feel and rightly or wrongly like I understand it's like I could have been born anywhere but I feel the same about anywhere else maybe maybe not I don't know but I, I just who I am mm. and when you know it doesn't bother me what, what colour your skin is gay straight man woman but if you're Australian you mean more to me than if you're not that's just how I feel like anyone can enough. be Australian I mean- to me Patriotism goes a long way, I think, and I think it's it's a thing that people don't really have a lot these days. I mean, I'm I don't certainly feel patriotic about my country at all. Yeah, right. So it's, it's good to see. That's and I feel the same way. Like I'm, my father's was born in New Zealand. Like he's he's in the Australian Army. He considers himself Australian, but he also considers himself a New Zealander, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a New Zealand citizen by heritage, and I love New Zealand, and I grew up around. It's, first of all, it's an amazing and beautiful country full of amazing people. And I grew up or surrounded by Kiwis. It's, it's our, they're our neighbour. They're our sister nation. Um, it's not like Canada, America, where it's this weird sort of like, yeah, they're friends, but it's a bit of a weird dynamic. I don't like, think it's Canadians like, it's like, like I feel Americans. Like, I feel like Americans and Canadians are like, then they're awkward neighbours. It's like an, <laughs> yeah. on a street, they're neighbours. Whereas Australia and New Zealand, it's like... Big brother, little brother. They're mates, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's more like we're literally brothers. Like our armies go to war with each other. We we have connected. Like militaries are completely connected in so many ways. Like the Anzac Anzac Day is our biggest um, memorial day, and that's the Australian New Zealand Army Corps, and that's we because we fight together and we fought together in all major conflicts. I think that's good you know, though, because you come together as nations. Mm-hmm. You know, which we need to see more of, like all across the world. Yeah, well, we're, we're so close we're obviously next to each other we're obviously so, we're both part of the commonwealth um and we and new zealand was going to be a part of australia originally when it was federated as a nation from colonies um new zealand was a part of that and western australia was going to be its own country and then we connected western australia and new zealand federated as its own country and um we're, but we're, we're connected in so many ways um and we have a different dynamic than any other uh nations that are out there because of mm. one how closely connected we are but also it, it, there is a sibling rivalry there as well like we play sport against each other it's the biggest fucking rivalry you'll have like we <laughs> fucking when it comes to sport we're fucking hate each other but me yeah. it's different like uh, the other australians might be like now fuck fuck you know the all blacks against any team they'll always root against the all blacks because they're the you know they're the enemy they're the um the little brother yeah and um I'd see. I'd say New Zealanders hate Australians more than Australians hate New Zealanders, just because it's that little brother syndrome. Australians like, don't care. <laughs> Australians are like, yeah, fucking Kiwis. Whereas I, to me, like, I'm I'm a, I'm half half um, Kiwi. Um, yeah. I'll root for the All Blacks. I'll root for New Zealand in every sport unless they're playing or versing Australia. Yeah. So like, UFC for example, I'll give you an analogy: Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker. For the middleweight championship of the world in a stadium in Melbourne, it was the biggest, you know, in our region, the biggest martial arts event of all time in front of 60,000 people. Israel Adesanya, Robert Whittaker last year for the middleweight title in the UFC. And Robert Whittaker is the first ever Australian UFC champion. Israel Adesanya won the interim belt. He's the first New Zealand UFC champion. They fought each other to unify the belts. 
Now, I was rooting, obviously, for Rob Whitaker because he's Australian. And Izzy won. The New Zealander won. Good for him. Now, Izzy fights everyone else. I'm always going to root for Israel Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. But if he fights Rob, I'm like, oh, sorry, Izzy. I'm rooting for Rob, but I love Izzy. I fucking love him. If he fights yeah. anyone else, I'm totally, totally for him. That's how I feel. Like, it's a totally different um, dynamic. I don't even know how he got onto this topic. Oh, we're talking about patriotism, right? But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the UFC section. That's what it is. It's the UFC section. Sorry about that. That's, that's, that's an old bit. That's an old bit. I'm, man, I'm so fucking sweaty right now. My room is so warm. Oh, same thing. I woke up today and it was horrible. It was literally horrible. I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I probably shouldn't. Oh, shit, yeah. It's winter in Australia. I'm just going to turn turn my aircon on for a little bit. Um, I wish I I had aircon. Yeah, we have aircon in every room in the house. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I only really need it during podcasts because it's like you know you get intense into into the fuck conversations and shit you have like all your stuff on as well like your PC yeah. and like everything around yeah, the doors close the room gets warm it is what it is yeah um, alright um, George I feel like we've solved all the world's problems here um, yes in this conversation as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come close at least um now, we probably should get on to some gaming. People are probably like, what the fuck? They're 45 minutes in and they haven't even talked about gaming. Yeah, where's the gaming, man? Where's where's the gaming? Now, let's get some gaming. I did, yeah, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect to do it this way. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it can go um, any way we want it to. Yeah, I know. Well, the, the PlayStation 5 event, reveal yes. event, happened this past Friday. Um, dude, did you watch the whole thing and, and how do you feel about it overall? I watched none of it, but I did oh, yeah, go right. back the next day and I watched trailers for games that I was interested in. Yeah. And it is... I feel like we got to talk about the elephant in the room, Horizon Forbidden West. Dude. You want to talk, talk, talk about being all set? I'm all fucking set. I'm all fucking set. I'm so excited, man. Like, I can't even contain myself. Oh, dude. I, it was surreal when I saw that. I was like, wait, for real? Horizon? Like, I fuck. was, I, I was hoping and almost partly expecting it. I was like, I, I truly believe they'll show Horizon here. And it was, it was funny because I, on the live section I watched is I woke up because the event started at six o'clock in the morning for me. And I w- mm-hmm. woke up at six, not for the event, I had to go to work. And yeah. I, I got ready. I, um, turned my phone on it and opened James's stream of it. Right mm. as I was literally unlocking my door to leave and get my car, um, and as I turned it on, this trailer starts, and it happened to be the Forbidden West trailer, and I was like, oh. holy fuck, holy fuck, what a Jesus. time to turn it on. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, dude, I'm just ecstatic because I've been waiting to do fucking Horizon content for years. Like, I yeah. did videos... When Horizon Zero Dawn came out, I did videos, I did a review, I went back and did some walkthrough stuff, I've done videos since, like, I spent time doing lots of Horizon content, but it was, like, post the game. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I, I this is where I can finally get involved in the Horizon community. And, I, you know, I did a trailer analysis video, but this, I, I'm going to do as much Horizon Forbidden West content as I do um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla content. Like, that's... Mm. Um, pro- if not more so, I, like, I actually want to do, like, news videos for Horizon Forbidden West, whereas, like, uh, Valhalla, I'm just going to do, like, my truth videos and what, I, like, people would expect from me with Assassin's Creed, which isn't really news stuff anymore. But, yeah, you know, always away from that, that world yeah. of content. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't care about reading, like, you know, what 
you know, areas and regions are going to be located where and fucking, like, how big the maps are. I don't give a fuck, like, you know. Oh I'll just God. react to a trailer and um, talk about real-life history and, and spend, you know, a lot of money buying these fucking books and sinking hours into research for some reason. Fuck. I, didn't get a I mean, yeah, but I think those series, the series of videos you're planning to make sounds really interesting, though. Yeah. No, dude. Like educational. I'm, like... I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying reading the books. It's, it's interesting to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, like, history like that, especially something as deep as, like, the Vikings around that period of time. It's like, it is just another world. I mean, yeah. I, mean I really hope, like, Assassin's Creed Origins did a really good thing where it, um, it had little bits of nice educational, like, history and, like, little enclosed stories around, like, the open world that would teach you about, like, sort of life in ancient Egypt or religion or politics or whatever. I really hope there's little nuances like that in Valhalla. If there's not, it'll be it'll be disappointing because I enjoy stuff like that in Origins, um, just to learn yeah. about the time period. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny because with what I've started with in my reading for the Valhalla stuff is this like Nordic sacred texts and religious texts, mm. um, and I'm someone that's very uh, interested in religious studies. Always have been. You know, I've I've yeah. read the Bible a couple of times. I've read the Quran and the Hadiths and shit. And um, studied Buddhism and um, re- obviously, if I've read the Bible, I've also read the Old Testament, read the Torah. Um, yeah. If not, I've probably spent more time in the old, reading the Old Testament than anything, any other sacred text. So, but I never dived into Nordic religion before. Like you know, you yeah. hear you know the stories Odin and Thor and shit, but I've never really understood it. Um, so reading through. I finished the uh, Poetic Edda, which is poems and stories of um, written a thousand years ago, um, and the the poems are like stories of Odin, um, you know, interacting with humans, and you know, Odin's obsessed with learning about his fate uh, in Ragnarok, and all there's poems about how it's very it's it's so interesting to read it because it's like oh, it's so much like every. Um, other religious texts, like so many religious texts, are so similar in, in terms of what they're trying to do, right? Like they're trying to teach life lessons and 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 have meanings behind them. Like you read Genesis in in the Bible or, or the Torah, and what is this bunch of fucking children's stories teaching you how to live your life? You know, like <laughs> don't murder I people. Think Bad things mythology happen. Is is you know? it's a lot more interesting than like more modern. Like religions, like Egyptian mythology and like Greek mythology and Norse mythology, especially, they're just. I think the format of like telling these these stories with these like characters that personify certain emotions or like parts of life is way more interesting than just man says you got to be good and then sacrifices himself. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've always found mythology just so fascinating because it's. I mean, it's like creative. It shows human creativity. Like not saying that I, I necessarily believe that the Norse gods did exist and came down and were chatting to people, but yeah. like it shows the human imagination how they can personify uh, certain things and have an actual like moral sort of what's the word? Uh, moral like value, sto- moral meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a meaning to the stories, yeah. like a lesson that people can people can glean from them. Way more interesting than just the Bible stories, I think. What's interest interests me a lot actually is, um, you know, my favorite books, and also my favorite movies are the Lord of the Rings Hobbit. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, my yeah. favorite movies trilogies, the Lord of the Rings. My fa- well, movies are the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and my favorite book is the Hobbit. And I love J.R.R. Uh, Tolkien, obviously, and and the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings novels and everything. Like he's amazing. Yeah. And what 
I've learnt reading um, these Norse texts is Tol- Tolkien got so much inspiration from Norse mythology. Yeah. So much. Like, literally, the dwarves' names in The Hobbit, most of them come from dwarvish names in these poems. A lot of fantasy came from Norse like, mythology, which like, is I didn't, I didn't realise... Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't realise how much... Like, I knew stuff came from it, but I didn't realise how much of, like, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit... And even the, like, you read the Silmarillion, you learn about Middle-earth and how um, the dwarves came to be. They Dwarves came from fucking, uh, from stone um, in the middle, in the centre of a mountain. That's where dwarves mm. um, were born in, in Middle-earth. And there's, yep. it's like the similar origins in Norse mythologies. Like, you know, they, the dwarves come from the centre of the earth and all these different things. And um, these other creatures and fucking elves and yeah, it's fucking crazy it's weird I didn't realise how much of that was interconnected names being used and things like that less so I feel like in the Lord of the Rings where it was like the Hobbit was those early days and, and stories um, that he used a bit more direct names and things like that but um, that was really interesting to, to, to learn about as someone that's such a big fan of Tolkien um, yeah to read this stuff I mean Norse mythology is is badass it just it is, really is it really is badass, for sure, for sure. Uh, and uh, but I'm I'm actually really excited to to read some of the more modern books, Anglo-Saxon Chronicles. Actually, that's not a modern book at all, but it's been translated. Um, so there's some edited notes and things like that. That's a, but that's an old book. But the yeah. just more a bit more traditionally structured books is what I should say. Whereas like reading these poems and stories is fun, but it gets like I, I'm like, can I just read like an information book now? Because I've got to obviously translate these books myself in the sense of I've got to find meaning from them yeah whereas like you read a history book it's going to tell you this happened this happened this happened this is why it happened this is how it affects this whereas like mm. i'm reading a poem about odin um talking to a witch i'm um <laughs> like okay what is this trying to tell me like what's this trying to teach me yeah it's like you can't take that for face value like it actually happened yeah 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 uh, you know uh, odin disguising himself as like an old human man and then going to talk to a giant <laughs> and learn about his future you know what i mean like that's a bit much <laughs> Thor fighting a, 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 a giant wolf and shit like it's fucking like what's happening um, oh, it's it's so cool though like I mean wasn't Thor in the in Norse mythology he's actually a bit of a dickhead like he's yeah not... he's a bit of a cocksucker yeah for sure yeah yeah. because he just sort of like oh I'm the most powerful lad I can fucking smash yeah. you whoever I want yeah no no he didn't um, yeah now he was a bit of an asshole he didn't um, get fat and um, you know Drink lots of beers God, with a rock and not, play Fortnite. Actually, not he was just Fat Thor. <laughs> I know how much you hate Fat hate Thor. Him. <laughs> Fucking hate. Him. <laughs> I oh, love God. Fat Thor so much. I could never vibe with him, man. I, st- I, first I love scene. I love all Thors. Like the the thing with me is like I love Fat Thor. I love non Fat Thor. I love all Thors. It's all, all Thors. Good. All Thors matter. Yeah, all Thors matter. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't approve of that, what you're trying to do there, but I'll just, um, it's a joke. God, it's a joke. Don't worry about it. It is um, a joke. Don't worry. It's about Thor be... the fucking god, like from Marvel. Uh, no, yeah, Thor the god from Marvel. He didn't come anywhere before that. <laughs> yeah, it was just Marvel. Stan Lee just invented him, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, back to Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Let's not talk about fucking Valhalla anymore. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West... Uh, I did a trailer analysis for it, so I'm interested. People probably know a bit of what I think about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your breakdowns of what when you saw that trailer. What were you thinking? What are you excited about? 
Um, what stands out to you? It looks like the perfect sequel. Like, um, I usually like usually when a game has a bit of a high hiatus and comes back, it's almost like the art style changes a bit. Usually for the worst. Like some some games just like to change their art style about, especially when going into a next generation, when they have the you know stronger hardware that can handle like sort of stuff like that. But going back, like watching that trailer, it just looks like Horizon Zero Dawn. Hundred percent, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just great point. 10 I don't even think about that. More beautiful, yeah. It's it just they've done a like superb job. So familiar. It just looks like Horizon Zero Dawn, but way better, way more detailed. But it's yeah, the same. Like the robots as well. Like yeah. the art style of the robots. Like obviously they've got the elephant or whatever and the pterodactyl looking thing and the big mm. turtle and like they look like they could have been in the first game. Yeah, exa- they've done yeah, such a sure. good job of implementing for sure, them. for sure. And I haven't replayed Horizon in a while, so there were some of them like, I mean, they could have been the first game to the point of like, wait, is that a new one or is that an old one? Like, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't even tell. I couldn't even. And tell. I think that's what they should strive for, because if something then feels out of place, like I, I assume they're going to be bringing back the old ones, like Watchers and and like the horse. I forgot yeah. their name; it's been a while since I've played it, but I assume they're going to bring that back and add the new ones to it. So it's good to see that the new ones don't stand out; they don't, they're not jarring. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. The I, I said this because I rewatched. Uh, like I didn't do a, a review. But in, like, 2018, I made this video of, like, why Horizon Zero Dawn is so special. Yeah. And it was, like, a non-spoiler review love letter of the to the game. Yeah. And I, and I tweeted it out, because I rewatched it myself, to kind of give myself a reminder of, like, why did I love Horizon so much? Mm. And the thing that stood out to me that I said was, uh, the main themes that I love about the game is the sense of mystery and discovery. That's what Definitely. Horizon Zero Dawn did so fucking well. And what I was worried about is that can you? you it's hard to replicate mystery and discovery because you learnt so much in Horizon Zero Dawn about the world. It's like this is a totally new IP, totally new world. You know why? Why is this tribal woman fighting robot dinosaurs? That's all I thought every time I saw a trailer. <laughs> like, yeah. what's happening? And then you play the game. You're like, holy fuck! You learn everything about this world, and it, also you, Aloy doesn't know who she is as a person. That's a whole part of the story. Is this discovery of mystery and discovery of the world, mystery and discovery of Aloy the character. Like, mm. you've gone through all that. How do you replicate that in a sequel? And that's the hard part. That's the it's, a, it's the part I'm most worried about, right? Is c- can you do that again, um, or at least not do it again? But can you um, continue that as a th- major theme and do it in a new way uh, that still is exciting? Because you can't obviously continue with who is Ayla. We know who she is. Um, we know who that character is. We've learned a lot about this character. She's got to grow um, and obviously be her own person. I think that would be a good way to go with this story. And But it was, it was that was a part of, obviously, the first game as well. Yeah. But continuing to develop that going forward. But again, that's not really a mystery. That's just more of a continuation of who we know. Yeah. Um, but what the trailer showed to me was... The whole trailer was literally her traveling this forbidden oh. world area. So I'm like, you're Goosebumps, literally... Man. Your themes of mystery and discovery were the main themes of this trailer too. Yeah. Like all she was doing was traveling around a mysterious, forbidden west and finding out stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, that's why Harad's so good because you want to travel around these strange fucking places in this post-apocalyptic world and uncover mysteries. That's what's so cool about it. But you're also finding fucking these giant fucking robot animals and um fighting some old technology that's been left behind 
with a bow and arrow. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's fucking wild. Why does it work? I don't know, but it, it, it really just does. Did you feel just, that way when you watched that trailer? Like, did, did you get that sense of discovery and mystery? I did, yeah. Especially with, like, the underwater section and yeah, the bit sure. where she's riding and you see the, the, the massive, like... Uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. What's it called again? Like, Don't the ones with all the arms... No, the, the the fucking the the robots with all the oh all the right yeah 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 I know I forgot what they're called but yeah when you because that's still a mystery we don't know what they look like when they're yeah. in action we don't know how yes. much havoc they can like wreak like totally true they're scary and we they, don't know uh, enough yeah. about Silence either as a character like who is he like what's his motives why does he want uh, what's the, what was the end of Hades why did he want to work with Hades. Mm. Like it's there's so much stuff that we still haven't uncovered about individual characters, and I think Aloy knowing who she is, it means she's going to be a lot stronger. Um, and I I can't wait to see the performance because the I forgot who plays Aloy, but she she was obviously great in the first game, and I can't wait to see like what what makes her tick in the second game, you know? Because obviously she's going to be a lot more stern, a lot more sure of herself this time around. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's. Oh man, I'm so, I love Aloy. I fucking love so Aloy. I'm so glad that that this is what they're sticking with. You know, they they know what they're doing. Uh, they know the story they want to tell, and they're not you know jumping around characters and places in this world. They're like, no, no, no. We started a story, and we're just gonna keep this going. We've got something here. We've got something. Yeah, this is how you make a sequel. This is how you make a fucking sequel, man. Yeah. yeah. So excited. It's it and the the whole. Uh, region you know going to the west coast of america yeah it's it's a it's a uh, great idea it looks great the the world looks beautiful like ps5 holy shit does this stuff look good man it's unreal like just stupid the the because when you're watching the live stream obviously it looks it's in 1080p right because it's streaming but when i went back and watched the trailer in 4k it's like holy shit jaw-dropping stuff like the ps5 it's it's something else like the the, especially the bit where she's walking along the desert section like that looks so good i'm i'm thinking back to oh yeah that well yeah because when you go to the desert section also has that shot where she's climbing the mountain yeah and when she like hangs off i'm like holy shit like there's are doing all these different environments all these different regions uh that that you know we're gonna see this map must be fucking massive. Like, holy shit. I hope it's not too big, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't expect it to be. It's not going to be fucking Odyssey. It's not going to no. be fucking <laughs> abysmal embarrassment. But, you know, I, I, felt like, I felt like Horizon Zero Dawn was big. Like, that was it, a big Well, map. yeah. It was big, I think, in the way that uh, to get to a different area of the map, there was one way you could go. Like, you couldn't go around a mountain. You had to go through a certain valley or passage to get there. So... It, it felt bigger because you had to travel. The great point, and that's partly why that that discovery was there when you're traveling around, because you yeah. really had to kind of walk through. You know, especially early on when you don't have control of the machines, you're fucking like wandering, on foot, like through these valleys to get to this next area, and it's like you're looking around at this world. You're like, holy shit, this looks fucking crazy, like. This whole place looks amazing. And then you, you also don't know because there's all these different tribes in each region. Like, I wonder what their... You start to realize, oh, well, like, I wonder what they live like. Like, what's their politics? What's their architecture look like? Like, how oh. advanced are they? So we're going to go in and we're not going to know. Like, we saw one sort of g- tribal group 
at the end of this, and they have control of these fucking war elephant mammoth things, and they don't look like fucking friendlies. So, you know, and it's called the Forbidden West, like, for a reason, as a part of the story. Like, obviously, people don't fucking go here. Is it because of the machines? Or is it because of this fucking tribe? Who knows? Yeah, like, there ain't no sacred lands here. You know? Shit. It's all gonna be, like, just some dirty land filled with bandits and, like... Do you reckon we'll see, like, more stuff about the Osaram? That was one tribe that I thought was really interesting, like, civilization, the Osaram, with, like, their armor. Is it, was, that, yeah, was that the one in, um... What's, what's the DLC called? What the fuck was the expansion called? Uh, what, um, the f- uh, Frozen Wilds? Frozen Wilds. Was that the Frozen Wilds one? I don't think so. The Osaram is... The, you know the ones that were, like, brutish? Dude. With, like, the... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, the I gotcha. brown armor I really, with the big I, metal on it. Once I build my PC, I'm going to stream Horizon Zero Dawn. Because I need to... Re- I've only played it through the one time, and Jesus. Platinum didn't play the DLC and stuff. But, like, I need to... Really need to refresh my memory of, like, all the in, the real, like, intricate details of things. Like, all the names yeah. of all the tribes and um, character... little The smaller characters... The real specific moments, especially I want to go back as I play through again, I'm going to spend time like reading through all the like um, uh, information logs and shit that you pick up and that you go through because I really need to. Oh, yeah. I want to get balls deep into this. So I'm going to use yeah, this playthrough really stream to really delve into that stuff and, and learn more about this world so I, I can know what I'm talking about because at the moment, especially I was doing that video, I was scared. I was like, look, I, I, I know Horizon Zero Dawn very well, but also I forget a lot of the intricate details that I might need to know to be a source of information for these yeah. for this game. So I need to replay it for sure. How uh, I need to replay it as well. Uh, I've played it like three or four times. Shit, man. Yeah, Shit. we did it on Horsey and Fox. I so you, you love it. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, like that's, I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's in my top 10 favorite games of all time. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's one of the best PS4 exclusives out there, and it it took us completely by surprise. Like before I played it, I didn't watch any trailers or anything. I got it on the like the couple of days after it came out, and I instantly fell in love with it because I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What is this game?" Everyone's going crazy about it. Colin Moriarty's talking about it and like saying it's like up there with some of the best PS4 exclusives. When he said that, I was I I knew I had to get it. I was like, "Holy shit! This sounds amazing!" I couldn't believe how much like because I was already considering it just for like. Sony can just keep nailing their games. Like, this looks interesting. Maybe it'll be good. And then you hear Colin rave about it. And the way he reviewed it, I was like, I have to play this right now. And one of my favorite experiences, that and God of War, my two favorite experiences, I'd say. Like, I think, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a better game than Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, But, like... I expected Red Dead Redemption 2 to be what Red Dead Redemption 2 was. You know what I mean? I expected it to be the, the one of the best games of all time. Whereas mm-hmm. God of War, I never played God of War, it fucking just completely blew me away. So, uh, like, it, that to me is the best game I've ever played. But Horizon Zero Dawn came out the year before, and I'm playing it, and it just blew me away because I had no expectations for it. Yeah. There's, I didn't know anything about it. I had no expectations for it. I'd seen some trailers, and then I'm playing it, and every second you're just blown away by the world. I was blown away by the character of Aloy and her story. I wanted to be like, what? Like, I was so enthralled with the mystery of it all. I was so enthralled with the mystery of it all. It was it, just the most intriguing premise ever. I'd say the most intriguing game I played since Halo 1. Yeah, like, like with that that sense of mystery and like uncovering yeah. like a lost civilization, like well, I mean, it sort of remi- it, it gave me that feeling of wonder that I got when I used to play like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and have the story sections totally. where Desmond's running about in all like totally. the old 
like it was like it was like Brotherhood when you're yeah. in the Coliseum and you're like finding out all this stuff. Right, or, and you're, your heart's oh, literally so racing. Good. You're like, what the yeah. fuck is about to happen? I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm so fucking intrigued. Yeah, right it's like, how is this story going to go further down the rabbit hole than it yeah. already is? Yeah. And there's going to be more yeah. of that in the next one, and I, I, I can't be more excited for it. Yeah, I really, oh, I really fucking God. hope so. I really fucking hope so. It looks, it looks great. Gorilla are an amazing, amazing company, so... They really are, and they, they they came out of left field with with Horizon Zero Dawn. Considering before that they'd only developed Killzone, which was like the shit version of Halo on PS4 or like PlayStation, and they just came out of nowhere and released Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the best narrative pieces of like the last ten years, I'd say. Yeah, it's it, there's there's so many things I could rave about with the the narrative for it, like because it, the, there's layers. It's not just the uh, mystery of oh what like what happened to the world here like you literally have no idea like what it's not a post-apocalyptic world I hate post-apocalyptic stuff most of the time because most of the time it's like (laughs) fucking a nuclear war or zombies you've got these two things and they both suck they're both fucking boring and they suck they are now yeah they're overdone this is a post-apocalyptic world where robot dinosaurs killed everyone that's fucking wild (laughs) what a fucking wild concept like Robot dinosaurs killed everyone. Um, the humans built. I'm like, wow. And it's because the same theme as nuclear war, you know, like human technology, we out, you know, we push too far and we, it ended up destroying us. Um, yeah. Like, except we're dealing with that a thousand years later and we built a bunch of robots that killed us and they're robot animals and shit. And there's different, you know, things they plant. Obviously, you have, you know, Gaia and all this and, and Hades yeah, and all these things Gaia they put in place my mind. To, to rebuild the world. Uh, afterwards and, and things like that or like to, to uh, you know safeguard things within the world yeah uh, and then you've got these humans that were you know in charge of all this stuff and you're learning about them and what what like you're literally like what happened to this world but also who the fuck is Aloy why <laughs> is you know why was she why is she special why was she cast why does she look like, like Elizabeth Sobek whoever the fuck that is yeah, like yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on there like there's oh, so many so crazy there was so many questions and layers to the mystery of one the character you're playing how she fits within the world that exists now who are the like learning about these different tribes there's all these different social economic political things going on within the different tribes that exist now between tribes the wars going on the different groups how Aloy navigates them all and seems to and manages to like fit in st- with everyone because she just understands people so well. Um, yeah. Like there's so many underlying narrative threads uh, and world building things that it lets you do, uh, and it does in the way it's like it doesn't force you to learn about everything. It lets you discover it and you can really discover as much or as little as you want to when you play through Rise of Dawn. You can learn yeah, everything like, about all these different... There's so much history to all these different groups and tribes, like the Nora and stuff. But you don't have to really dive into that much. Or you could. It's up to you how much you want to discover and learn about. Exactly. It gives you that option as the player to, to engage with that, or you can just run straight past it if you want. Go kill go, some robots. Go go to a cauldron and learn about how these fucking oh, machines yes. are built. Like, the cauldrons are fucking sick. And, and I remember playing it, and I'm like, hey, look, the cauldrons are great right now. But this concept, you could do so much more with in, yeah. like, future games. Like, I want to see cauldrons get... Like, even the DLC, Frozen Wilds expand, like, they had cauldrons already, even bigger versions than the original game had. Yeah. So you, you can see where they're wanting to go with it. Um, 
and you're watching these machines get built, and like, holy fuck, these things are still getting built now without humans. They're just fucking <laughs> going, holy fuck. They're still being made, they're still massacring people. I think, oh shit, I had a point that I was going to make. Uh, okay, remember the Gaia Prime mission, where you go to Gaia Prime? Yes. And you learn all the shit about Gaia. Yeah. And and you sort of uncover that mystery. I think that, whenever I think of Horizon and the storytelling, I always think of that section, because it's like an hour straight of just story and exploring this, like, there's metal ruins and there's holograms everywhere and, like, tablets you can pick up and there's people talking about the process and how they built Gaia from the ground up and, and the whole Horizon, like, the whole uh, Zero Dawn project. That is, like... That's perfect. We need more of that in the next game. If they can pull the similar shit to that off, where like I'm sitting there for an hour, it doesn't even feel like an hour. It goes by like that because of all the story they've packed in there. If they can yeah. do that again, I'll be happy. Yeah, because that was what I played the game for. Like, it yeah, was well, so uh, fascinating. But, but that's but that's it's in the name. The game franchise. You know, we weren't sure. Is it called Horizon Zero Dawn, or is it called Horizon and then Zero Dawn's the subtitle? Right? Like we knew Zero Dawn was the subtitle, but will it be the sequel? Be Horizon Zero Dawn Two? No, it's Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. So, yep. you know, it's in the name Horizon. What, is that, what does that mean? Well, it, it, it's about, like, literally explore. Like, it's about exploring. It's about yeah, finding new, new things and, understand, and understanding th- new things and learning. So, to, to continue this franchise, the main point of it is to give us stories that are about discovery. Exactly. So, and, and exploring and learning. So... Uh, and those are things that draw you into the first game, and it and it's connected through great characters, great um, mission structures, combat's fun, and there's so much to the gameplay. That, and we don't even talk about that when we're talking about this. We're talking about just the story and the themes. Yeah. Um, and th- there's all those things it does so well that it's going to improve on. But what it's going to continue to do throughout every game, if you're going to call it Horizon is continue to give us mystery, continues to give us exploration and discovery and learning constantly about this world. And when you no longer can, you no longer have a franchise and hopefully you stop and you leave us with great games um, yeah. to look back on and not kill your franchise by overdoing it. So Yeah, they'll def- I feel like they'll, they'll handle Horizon well for the time it's alive and they'll end it at the right time. And we'll look back on it fondly as like, that was a fantastic series of games. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, I certainly hope so, man. I I, I'm so. very confident in Gorilla's ability and the passion that they clearly have for it. Yeah. What did you think of the PS5 hardware itself? I haven't really... I haven't looked at necessarily the, um, the specs of it because at the end of the day, it's going to play games at 60 FPS, at a nice resolution, so I'm not bothered about it. I think the PlayStation 5 looks really funny. <laughs> like it, we're gonna look back on this in a, in like ten, fifteen years time and be like, well, that console looks kind of tacky, but like it doesn't bother me as long as it plays games, as long as I can get my exclusives that I'm buying the console for. I do not care, and I, I've warmed up to the controller as well. I thought the controller was looking, it was looking weird at first, but to be honest, it's a fucking controller. Like it's gonna work. It's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, um, I love the, I love the tra- the trailers they did were very cool and uh, you know it gave you a real sense and feel for how it's gonna like even especially that controller trailer like it's like thirty seconds but like you get that sense of how that's gonna feel in your hands and yeah and how it's probably be play. really light like I, I can imagine yeah. it'll be really light which yeah. is it's just what you want from a controller uh, the and other accessories they look a bit they look a bit weird though yeah a bit weird eh I'm glad there's a like an actual like um, controller like um, remote controller 
Oh yeah. No, so like what, that's, what's that's that cool. used for? I'm quite. Well, I, I imagine it's just to, like if you're not playing games or whatever, like you could be just using it for fucking Netflix or YouTube. I imagine, right? That's true. That's true. But um, I guess oh so oh yeah so instead of like navigating with the controller, it'd be with just turn on you turn on because it'll be let's say it's in your living room and it's on connected to your TV. You just want to pick up the remote. Yeah. Um, rather than you know you've you've left your controller on char on a, the charging port and you you've can't got be the remote. Yeah. You know, it's just for lazy people like me and you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so lazy, so I might have to fucking buy that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, disc drive, no disc drive. Where you at? Uh, I don't buy physical games anymore, so yeah. I'll probably get them without. Just and I, I feel I, like it'll be a hundred bucks cheaper. I feel like that's why they have. Yeah. Like, they want to have yeah. one that's like, look. This console's fucking expensive, and we want to reduce as much as we can to beat Xbox, but we literally can't reduce anymore. It's got to be fucking, like, 700 bucks, 800 bucks. <laughs> but, how about we take out the disk drive, and we'll give you a cheaper version, so at least we can say, oh, you know, for as little as, you know, 599 you can have a yeah. fucking PlayStation 5. I think it's good they've given you the option, though, because, again, like, there are some people... I would happily knock off 100, 100 pounds, like, for buying, like, a new console... Because I don't buy physical discs. I buy I, digital I, copies. I, d I don't buy physical discs anymore, but I have physical discs for Xbox One and PS4, and I'm like, what if I want to replay them? Because this is backwards compatible, right? Like, should I just get the disc for that true. sake? It's like, mm, should I get it for that sake, or will I just rebuy them for cheap on the on digital versions? I don't know. How big is the hard drive? You've drives? raised a good point there. That's what I'm saying. It's more for replayability, and I mean, uh, hashtag I'm rich as shit. So I, I just I can buy it. So do you know what I mean? Like, why do I need a? Why do I need a? Um, settle, man. Like, why do I need to settle? I mean, my like Horizon Zero Dawn copy and my Kingdom Hearts three copy are both. They're both dude, physical. Dude, discs, man. Yeah, my Horizon's not physical, but all the like all the Kingdom Hearts collections. Then again, I have Game Pass, and they're now all in Game Pass. But still, like all my saves. Mm. I've got uh, Spider Man, God of War, Uncharted Four, Uncharted. Oh no, the Nathan Drake collection I've got digital. Um, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, and all the collections of Kingdom Hearts. They're all on disc. I'm like, oh fuck. Honestly, I think PS4 like and PlayStation boxes like for discs always look nicer than the Xbox mm. ones. I don't know why. Maybe it's the blue. Um, but blue is better than green. I'll say that. James won't agree, but yeah. that's you know. Yeah, I think is. blue is better than green. Green. Yeah. The Xbox One boxes looked fucking shy. I mean, most most of the Xboxes like just style is fucking shit. Like the the home screen ugly blocks i hate it and they're have you seen that they're not planning on changing anything about the ui for yeah, the dashboard yeah oh god that's tough like yeah yeah that's it's silly um, it's like, like they want sony to do better than them they just they just don't get it they just don't get it what they like, don't know what gamers want man no they're out of touch they're completely out of touch and and they're just a step behind in their they're trying to be a step ahead, but they're fucking taking a step to the fucking left or right. You know, like, they, they don't get it. Exactly. They don't get like Gamers are simple. Give us good games, and that's it. Give us... Yeah, give, give us like a Sony good Sony haven't fucking changed their UI once for the PlayStation 4. Xbox has changed it countless times. I can't think of the amount of times they've changed it in the last seven and I, years. And I'm fine with you changing it, but, like, be better every time, not get worse. Yeah, don't just have, don't just make it more convoluted. 
whenever you fucking update it because it's just annoying. Not that I really need to like go on my friends list or anything like that or look at what what anyone's doing on their feed or like what they're recording, but like still at least like make it like nice to navigate. It feels like a chore on the Xbox One. Uh. The, so they're saying like literally the UI is going to be exactly the same if you were on a Series X or an Xbox One it'll look the same on launch yep. and their reasoning for it would be what like they just want it to all be connected like you just spent the, here's my thing I'll tell you why it's they don't understand the consumer that has just spent 600 bucks on a new console that's a big fucking purchase yeah that's a, it's a big purchase it's a once a year for, like, people to spend that much money, obviously it's once in generation, every, like, eight years you're buying a new console. It's a big event for someone that's, that plays any games. My friends that don't play as much games as I do, or that aren't as invested in, like, gaming culture or, like, the gaming industry as I am, they'll eventually buy these consoles, and it's a fucking big deal purchase. Like, they've got to, like, fucking convince their girlfriends. Like, can I, <laughs> you know, and, and, and wives and shit, can I buy this? Can I have money to, you know, to buy this yeah. and... Get out of the budget, you know, that we spend on bills. And to convince them, they'll say, fucking, yeah, but that's, like, literally their, their spending budget for the year on themselves. They want to get it and feel like they've got something fucking awesome and new. Not turn yeah. it on and be like, oh, it looks the exact same as my Xbox One. <sighs> so and disappointing. It's not, it's not a big deal in theory. And that's what Microsoft are thinking. Oh, what's, what's the big deal? In theory, no. But you've got to understand what it... Put your... Put yourselves in the shoes of your audience, of your of consumers. The the, <laughs> what of the gamer, what a big deal purchase a console is, how much it means to them, and they want to be they want to feel like it is a big deal. They want to feel like when they turn it on for the first time, they're experiencing something new and it was worth that money and it was worth a big deal. It was worth dealing with your fucking missus getting pissed at you <laughs> for, for weeks after you get the console because you're not you're neglecting her and you're playing fucking games. Yeah, and you, you get back from the her, coal mines and, and she's you, fucking yeah, 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 giving you an earful. Yeah, she's giving you fucking an earful. And you've just spent all this money and you're not paying attention to her. And you've fucking got her, you know, complaining, complaining, complaining. You've spent her money that she would want to spend a fucking shoes and shit. And <laughs> and you turn it on, it looks the fucking same as the console you already own. You just like, have I turned get... on my Series X or this is the Xbox and, One? And what am I doing? And, and the biggest thing is the games on launch aren't going to be any fucking different. <laughs> You're going to be able to play Halo Infinite. On both be able to play Xbox GTA One and Series X, again. Li- sure it'll look better, but at least make me feel like I'm on a fucking new console, you motherfuckers. Come on. Yeah. To I'm me, I'm fucking it's... Team Xbox. I'm an Xbox guy. I'm turning into a PlayStation guy because I'm being given no fucking choice. I don't yeah, want to be on Team here. PlayStation. I fucking hate Sony. I want to be an Xbox <laughs> guy. I've always been an Xbox guy, and they're fucking me. They're yeah. fucking me. I have no choice but to be a PlayStation guy. PlayStation have won the best games, but they can't, like, out. Eh, how do you miss changing a new UI, giving us a new update, giving us something fucking new so when we turn on the Xbox Series X, first of all, you know what? First of all, figure your fucking names out before you even make a turn and buy a <laughs> fucking console. X. Series X. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what is that what? name? You should have just called the- it Xbox Scarlet. Like, that's not bad. Why didn't you call Xbox Infinite? Xbox Infinity, you know what I mean? Like, something fucking sick. Yeah. Xbox Series X. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking... Xbox Series X. It sounds like a weird bit of hardware. I don't know what that could even be. Series X. Like, every generation is a new... Like, 
Xbox One. What a fucking shit name that was. <laughs> Xbox One. Your third Xbox is called the Xbox One. No, it isn't though, is it? You fucking morons. And then oh, your next one, God. you're like, let's not. Dev obviously wasn't even called Xbox Two or anything. That's even more retarded. But <laughs> like, three sixty makes sense. It's a fuck. Like the avatar, it's a revolution. A full revolution. It's like all round, degrees. you know. Yeah, it's yeah, an all round, round console. 360, yeah. great. 2720, it's the next revolution. Fucking easy as fuck. You could have called it the 720. And, or, or you could have called it fucking, you know, an infinite, infinity, I don't know, anything. But holy shit, Xbox One? We're not just a yeah. gaming bus. We're a one-stop shop whole entertainment system. You can watch that the NBA on You can watch the NBA <laughs> on us. You can watch Netflix on us. Like, yeah, we're going to anyway, but we want to see games, you fuck. We've got the Xbox not TV guide. The, are you trying to sell us to your fucking regular Joe right now? No one is... Your fucking regular Joe that watches the NBA and plays COD... He buys... COD once a year in Madden. He's not watching E3, you fucking moron. Why are you selling? Why are you selling your Xbox to these people at an event they're not watching? Only gamers are watching, and the gamers want to see fucking games. It's and he's just not going to watch the TV like on the constant, console. It's just constant being out of fucking touch. And this whole not changing the UI on the Series X is another example of being completely fucking out of touch with your audience, and it pisses me off. I'm fucking sick of it. Because I deal with this, being a fan of the Xbox, being someone that wants Xbox to succeed, every fucking step they fuck me. Every step they fuck me. Like, just when I think, oh, they're they focusing really on do. games now, they're figuring it out, they're bu- buying and building new studios and working on new IPs and focusing on original games, fuck yeah. We have, first of all, we haven't seen fuck all of any of that shit they've been talking about. They're just talking about it. It's all, right now, it's all fucking this bullshit talking and not enough action. And then when it comes to their hardware themselves, they still don't know how to sell their fucking hardware. The first thing you do is you come up with a name that's not so fucking shit. That's the first thing you do. And then you fucking sell it. Pro- oh, God. I'm gonna make turn some on good PS- games for it. But well, you're going to turn on your PS5, and I'm telling you, it's going to feel like a whole new fucking world. It will, yeah. You're going to put in Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and you're going to be like, fuck yeah, this is sick. On launch, that's what you're going to do. You're going to turn on your Xbox One Series X, you're going to be like, oh, it's the exact fucking same as my Xbox One that I just turned on yesterday that I was playing, and I'm playing <laughs> Halo Infinite on it that I could have just played on the Xbox One. I have Game Pass. That's true. I literally could. I have it on the Xbox One right now. I don't have but to play it. On I the imagine Halo Infinite will look incredibly impressive on the Series X. Uh, no, like, d- and no, no doubt, no fucking doubt about it, man. But I'm talking about a guy, uh, the the regular person that's just spent six hundred dollars on the console. Oh yeah, yeah you well, know what yeah, I mean. They're not gonna. Is that gonna worth be, it? They're not gonna complain better? about no ray tracing. They're not really like, gonna care. I, I'll be. I'll care how good it looks because I was gonna buy it no matter what. I'm buying both consoles no yeah. matter what. I'm buying both consoles. There's literally nothing that can change. I don't think I'm going to get the Xbox. You know, I, I've I've got to play Halo Infinite and a Fable as well down the road. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have it. Oh shit! I think what I'm gonna do is just wait till instead Fable. of getting an Xbox, instead of getting an Xbox, I'm gonna spend the money that I would on the console to upgrade my PC, so I can play Halo on PC and Forza Horizon on PC if I want to. You and could like, do that, yeah. But you're going to get a it's PS5. PC. Yeah, I'm getting a PS5. So it's not even going to matter. Like, yeah. I'm going to have all the exclusives on that to enjoy. Yeah. So yeah. I literally won't even be thinking about Xbox, really. Yeah, true. Which is sad. It's fucking sad, man. How do they... How the fuck do they do it? I did like, dedicate a lot of my life to Xbox. Dude. It's just so fucking disappointing. It is. Like, the like, golden days of the 360. They're God. long gone. Dude. Playing Fable 2 and Halo <sighs> 3... Like, 
Oh, I'm playing the Halo first Three. Gears of War, and you're like, that's a way to bring any man to tears, man. Like thinking about those old days back when Xbox was like oh, the and you, king and you, hear, and you hear Cortana say John for the first time you're like oh this can't oh. like what the fuck like remember those days you're like what the f- who has who even has a Playstation 3 get fucked like I didn't have any friends that had a Playstation yeah. 3 we all had Xbox 360s like that was where it was at you know like <sighs> and and now it's like what the fuck now it's like yeah get your fucking PlayStation in boys. There's literally memes on the internet that's like, if you've got an Xbox, you're a fucking, you're just a fucking degenerate, basically. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's sad, man. And Halo Infinite it will is. probably be a fucking disappointment because Halo's fucked me too. <laughs> Halo's fucked me even more than Microsoft have. Holy shit. I mean, the trailers they they did get me screaming like a little girl. Yeah, I know they did to me too. But let's be real. Fuck you, Halo. <laughs> Yeah. What is Halo now? What you is it what now, mean? man? Like, what's happened to it? Halo was my favorite gaming franchise of all time. And then you release Halo Five, yeah. that abortion, that fucking dead oh. baby of a game. Like Halo Four, like I gave that a lot of shit when it came out, but to be honest, Free Four Free took took on one of the most monumental tasks ever. Whatever, bro. To take on Halo. Like, that's a big task. And yet, they, Halo 4 was good. I think I the campaign was... was I, th- I like yeah. Halo 4. I think it, was, I think it was good. Mul- multiplayer was shit because it was developed by certain affinity and they can't develop multiplayer components because they also fucked up Doom 2016's multiplayer. But shit. Halo 5 was where it, it all fell apart because the multiplayer didn't feel like Halo and the campaign was the furthest away from Halo you can fucking get. It was just... I don't even want to speak I, l- I like Halo 5's <laughs> arena multiplayer, but Warzone was fucking shit as fuck. And, yeah, and the campaign was the yeah. worst... The worst game I've ever fucking played in my life. I've never... I've never been so angry. No, everyone knows that. Everyone knows how mad I get when I'm talking about Halo 5. Um, yeah. It was an abortion of a game. It, it truly... The only thing I could describe it as is an abortion. It's a they dead They were just baby. trying to keep up with, like like trends at the time instead of instead of staying and fundamentally Halo trends of lying in your marketing campaigns what the game's gonna be about having your what, main like character that you've had for 20 years and have him in three missions of your 15 <sighs> missions God. and make us play as this fuckhead for the rest and of also the game and the shit have- team have them fight and for some reason Chief is like struggling to fight Locke as if he's like not a Spartan 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, and also, they're just like, oh, by the way, Blue Team's back. These people from the Reach novel. From the <laughs> yeah. Reach novel. This team that you're emotionally invested in if you're a hardcore Halo fan. We're just going to bring him back. Not explain that at all in the yeah. game. They're just there just so we can have co-op as a big theme and selling point of the game. And have them also be fucking shithouse in the game as well. <laughs> Holy fuck. Imagine so full of reach. I read that fucking Oh my god. That's oh like god. that's one of the oldest fucking like back before Halo Reach the game came out. The what we knew about Reach is fucking full of reach. It's a, a epic fucking story of Master Chief and fucking Blue Team and shit. And then they're just like, "Oh, by the way, Blue Team's back. We're not going to explain it and they fucking suck dick." I was like, "Ah, cool. Right. Awful. Yeah, sick. Awful." Just I think, like, the whole point of having a Spartan-centric story that focuses on the characters is to show the humanity of Spartans. And this is something that Reach did incredibly well. 
and they fucked it. They were just like, oh yeah, that whole thing that Spartans aren't just killing machines, that like philosophical sort of argument, throw it out the window, let's just depict them as like fucking killing machines, basically. Yeah. That's what they were, essentially, yeah. in Halo 5. Like, there was no depth there. Yeah, 100%. But it's also, like, what's so special about Halo is that Master Chief is, like, the, you know... Master Chief's supposed to be the last surviving Spartan in Halo 1, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's the last Spartan. And then now, yeah. there's all these Spartan, like, 4s. It's like, whatever, okay. I get that they want to build more Spartans out of the wars over. Like, that totally makes sense that there'd be a new generation. But everyone knows the way Chief became a Spartan. He's the real only Spartan. Mm. Like, he's... He's the big Superior boy. in every way. He's the special one. But now you brought back Blue Team... And we've we've got a campaign where we're playing with with like fucking eight Spartans, and it just makes Chief way less special. It's like Power Rangers. Oh, it's like God. it's just, and you got Cortana that's like evil, and she's like doing evil things and bringing like shit enemies. Like the this, oh, the dude. thing that pissed me off about fucking Halo Five was the complete lack of inspiration for boss battles. They just kept bringing the Warden back. Is that what his name was? The Warden? Yeah, Warden Eternal. They brought, they copy and pasted that boss like three or four times over the course of the campaign, and it was never fun. <laughs> it was never a good fight. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, let's let's just let's just leave Halo. Yeah, let's just rest. let's just let's just leave it. Um, <laughs> we got a new the a big launch title for the PlayStation Five is Spider Man Miles Morales. Yes. Uh, by Insomniac Games, two years after Spider Man PS4, we get a sequel. Or a spin-off, but like a standalone brand new Spider-Man game by Insomniac, which is fucking super exciting. I'm playing as Miles Morales. Um, yep. I, and I keep going to say Miles Marias, um, <laughs> because there's a fucking UFC fighter that's called, that names Marlon Marias. <laughs> Marlon Marias, then you got Miles Morales, and it's fucking me up. I, yeah, you got the new uh, Spider-Man game with, what's his name? Marlon Marias. <laughs> Marlon Marias. The number one bantamweight contender in the world, the fucking Brazilian <laughs> fighter. Oh god! Oh, <laughs> He's god. the new protagonist of Spider-Man. He's Spider the new protagonist of Spider-Man. Like it's just fucking ridiculous, man. It's just fucking oh, ridiculous. God. But I said in my in my Horizon video, I was like, uh, Miles Morales, um, Marias. Oh, I mean Morales. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, uh, so annoying. Anyway, um, what were your thoughts? Uh, have you seen the trailer for uh, the Spider-Man yeah, game? Yeah, I have seen the trailer, and it looks stunning. Like it. I thought Spider-Man PS4 looked good, but obviously they're they're, oh, they're remastering or reworking it for the for the PS5. No, dude, it's a standalone game. Okay, so this yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I knew it was a standalone game, but I thought that possibly they'd bring the old one to PS5 as well. I'm but sure. I'm sure. Not. I'm sure that. I, but I, yeah, but I feel like everything's backwards compatible, so any PS4 that's game true. you can play anyway. Yeah. So it's not really that it's upgraded. It'd be a bit jarring though, going from the original game's graphics and then loading up Miles Morales, and it's like just infinitely more like vibrant and colourful, well, and the lighting well, is amazing. Well, but that's because it's almost like you're fucking playing a game that's new and made after it, which is what it is. <laughs> it's just, it's that's true. To be fair, <laughs> like, it's just, I guess it was such a weird like um, marketing thing because everyone was like, "Is it a DLC or an expansion or is it a game?" And I, some I of that games that came game out straight away until yeah, it was yeah. brought up that it wasn't. I'm like, "Wait, that's really." fucking weird that you wouldn't explain that and then like no yeah. it's standalone I'm like now I'm confused I feel like this might be a bit of a controversial opinion but I feel like they might have jumped the gun in, in terms of making Miles Morales his own character and having his own story I feel like there was way more stuff with Peter we could have done maybe they will do stuff with Peter but I want to see Miles' transformation into Spider-Man 
not just we we start the game up and Miles is all of a sudden Spider Man and Peter's like, yeah, see you later. I'm gonna go shag fucking MJ. Like, <laughs> we need some. Yeah. We need some but they, development. But that's one of the Spider-Man deals. I didn't play any of the Spider-Man DLCs. No, I, I didn't either. One of them yeah. literally goes through all this transformation stuff, and James hated it. He's like, why are they fucking doing this in this DLC? He explains why. Because yeah. they were like, We're de- well, shit, we need to develop this Spider-Man launch title. And it's a good move, because yeah. like, let's make a launch title. We don't have enough time to make a full, let's say, um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man 2, but let's do an Uncharted Lost Legacy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. It's, where that's it's, a great it is, it's, it's in its own it. game, and it's a big game, and it's a. Uncharted Lost Legacy is fucking amazing standalone game. Oh, it's it's, it's so amazing. incredible, and I have no doubt if you look at. I think being compared to Lost Legacy is not a fucking negative to me. Um, no, not so, at all. So Miles uh, Morales game, um, being yeah, sure, maybe it's not fucking fifteen hours. Maybe it's a ten-hour campaign with just I'm sure just as much fucking side content with new graphics and gameplay and. Um, things that you will expect, like, uh, you'll get for this next game they do, but they've already built the engine, right? They already have this engine in place, um, uh, from Spider-Man, and you've just got to continue that on on the PlayStation 5 sort of graphics and engines, and, you know, create, you're creating this different character with Miles, different gameplay, different combat, and the way he would move and how he would act. And Yeah. Um, I'm sure they could... I, I think this game will be just as long and as big as Spider-Man PS4, because it's not like Spider-Man PS4 is that long. It's fi- 15 hours to do almost everything. Uh, tw- oh, yeah, it's I, really 20, short. I, I platinumed it in 20 hours. I'm sure in two years, they're going to make a fully-fledged 15-hour to 20-hour to platinum game. I have no doubt this will be as big as Spider-Man PS4, which is not that big anyway. Um, is there, do you reckon there'll be any new areas we can explore? Like if the well, that, city... that's a question, isn't it? Like um, New York City. Like what? <laughs> that's where Spider-Man lives. Like once you've had all of New York, like where do you go? I mean, you had all of Manhattan in um, Spider-Man PS4. Obviously, I think you can. You got Brooklyn and Queens that we, you could add in. So there's there, yeah. there's a lot more areas. New Jersey, it's, I guess, if, ugh, but I guess. Um, yeah. There's plenty of areas you can you can, you can can add um, down the road and expand, but Manhattan's got to be there, right? Like, you can't have a Spider-Man game and not have Manhattan there. You just got, you know, but add Queens. Add Brooklyn. Yeah, add uh, some different areas. Uh, I want, um... I want this game to feel like different because it's from Miles' perspective. Obviously, it's not from Peter's. I want yeah. it. I want it to feel like it's it's Miles' own perspective of New York and his own perspective of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man needs to be and stuff like that. Because I don't want it to just be like villain bad, kill villain, city saved. Yeah. I want there to be some deeper themes in there because Miles is an incredibly unique character, and you have to. I'm loving all the Miles love recently as well with like you know Into the Spider-Verse and this game yeah. and stuff like that and I think there's so much more we can do with his character and they actually did, they need they to delve into, into his MCU. own personal struggles <laughs> oh god I mean they'll ruin it <laughs> they'll no ruin they won't it. fuck off <laughs> oh god the MCU thought that existed got, how dare you got Eternals how, how coming dare out <laughs> bro Eternals would be good what are you talking about bro it's got, it's got Game of Thrones characters in it Dude, Black I'll bring Widow? back no bad memories. Uh, that, yeah, Black Widow will be cool. Dude, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are you fucking high? It's going to be fucking amazing. It'll be cool, but <laughs> it has the potential to be shit as well. What does that even mean? How would it be shit? Uh, I don't know. 
It's just like making Falcon Captain America. They have to handle it in such a specific way. And if they so that's don't what do it this right, show is like they can't just the they can't they they can't just make Captain America four with Anthony Mackie, um, Sam Wilson being Captain America. There's got to be that no. transition movie. Yeah, they, and they, I guess that's they, what but they, they when they make Captain America four, they want him to already be Captain America. Yeah. So, because they will, I'm sure they will make literally Captain America another Captain America movie, and it'll be Sam Wilson's Cap, which I literally. Cannot fucking wait for so excited, beyond excited, like fucking half my socks and underwear are fucking Captain America, my fucking phone case is Captain America, I fucking love Captain America. I cannot wait. But yeah. and I can't wait for Falcon Winter Soldier because they're my boys, they're Steve's boys, they're my boys. They're the they're the boys. They're the lads. They're the fucking lads. Like when I watched <laughs> fucking Civil War and Winter Soldier, they're the they're fucking boys. They're the boys. They, they they're are, the boys. to be fair, and they've got great chemistry. They do. Anthony it's going to be fun. Sebastian in and Stan, of itself, it's going to be fun, but also you're telling this transition story of Falcon becoming Cap and Bucky being there to help him. And I'm sure Bucky's got to go through also a redemption arc, not necessarily one personally because he's got to um, deal with like what he's done in the past and kind of feel better in himself that he's he's redeemed that and also... He he's got some PR to cover up with the rest of the world. He's got to make himself look like a hero now. Yeah, you know they, the world hates him, so he's got his own story arc to go through, which is very interesting. And Bucky's such a great character himself, and oh yeah, so that's oh, dude. Anyway, I we won't even like... get we can't have we shit. We're gonna get deep in MCU talk. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> just one more point. I was gonna say, basically, um, I feel like maybe what what they might do is have Cap be the conjunction of the two characters. So Bucky is like the strength and the side that knows like knew Steve personally really well throughout his whole life. And then Falcon is the the heart of Captain America. And that's how they work together so well because they both make two pieces of a whole. Yeah. Obviously I could 100%. be wrong. I think Anthony Mackie will do really well as like a front man. I think a lot of people don't have um they don't have faith in him to be that role, but I don't think that's they don't. They don't have to worry about that at all. But I, I, I just want to know how that mantle of Captain America is handled, and I want to know how Bucky plays into it. Because obviously we love Bucky and he's great and he was friends with Steve. But like, the fuck is he doing at the minute? What's his plans? Where's he going? Why is he he's, hanging he's around with Sam? Well, they're friends. Like they like, are. You know, you know, and they have that connection to Steve and that brotherhood with each other and that they've been through a lot and you know I'm sure they want to help each other and they've both got things they've got to do and I think mostly it's going to be you know Sam's going to be doing his thing and he's going to be okay like he doesn't have fucking things he's fucked up or a world that he's destroyed whereas Bucky has done all these horrible things in the past he's he's got to go through I feel like he, this is a redemption story for him yeah. and um um, Sam's going to help him through that and in that journey helping him through he's going to be transitioning into that mantle of Captain America I mean from the from what I've heard about the story and from the trailer short trailer we've seen um, they take the shield off Sam and they give it to some dude that looks like Steve Rogers and Ooh. he he's he goes and he's playing like Captain America did in Captain America 1 where he's going to football games and at the halftime show Captain America comes out and the and fireworks go off and he do, does dances with hot chicks you know oh, like God. that's what they're doing and then it's like, you know, because the, Captain America is supposed to be this guy, this handsome white guy. But mm. then it's transitioning. Of, by the end of that show, it'll be, no, this is Captain America now. This That'll is the be a good theme, to be fair. Yeah. 
the fact like, that hey, I mean, a black man black, will be yeah. timing Captain America. Yeah, well, I mean, timing. I can imagine they'll do some interesting stuff with that, you know, possibly. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie's fucking awesome. They'll just go, awesome. this is a superhero thing. Anthony Mackie's fucking that. awesome. So, yeah, I love Anthony Mackie. He's, he's yeah. a great actor. I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then down the road in five years, when the when they've finished Spider Man Nine with Tom Holland, and he and we, they introduce Miles, and the, and he then they do more Spider Mans. It'll happen, man. You know it's gonna fucking happen. I, I you know it's gonna happen. My the current state of Spider Man is like up in the air. It's not even on Homecoming and Far From Home aren't on Disney Plus, are they? No, but they're not. That's fucked. They're not Disney owned. That's true, but they're still they're like integral to the MCU. So. Then buy them on Blu-ray like a fucking normal person. I'm just worried that that Spider-Man is going to be fucked about again for years. Yeah, right? hey, mate, just... he might be, but let's just enjoy it right now because right now he isn't. So let's just enjoy it because it, nothing lasts. We had lasts. a scare. George, everything ends. Everything ends. So we've just got to enjoy shit while it lasts. It's not about it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's just fucking enjoy it now. That's true. And I mean, I think the better Spider-Man intellectual property is the Insomniac games anyway. Like I think they're be- I think it, the I original Spider-Man oh, okay. PS4 told a better origin well not even origin story but it told a better story better than, than story. The homecoming i think yeah and far from home like i love both those movies but i still think the spider-man ps4 is a better story right better i'm not Spider-Man a spider-man story. guy i'm an mcu guy so i just i my favorite spider-man is tom holland and my favorite yeah. um, spider-man movies and or stories have been definitely far from home and homecoming but I that's because i'm holland. not a, i'm not a spider-man guy like I, yeah. I was never a, i liked him but i was never a spider-man guy I was I was a Spider-Man boy since day one. Yeah, I'm definitely Toby not. Admi- admittedly still my, not. Still my boy. I'm a cap. <laughs> I'm a cap. I'm a cap guy. I'm a cap guy. That's um, true. But I'm not. A, I'm not a Spider-Man guy. But I love Tom Holland, and he's and I and I love. He's my favorite hero now. That's current. Yeah. Um. Other than once Sam transitions into Cap, and then it's obviously um, Sam Wilson. Yeah. Cap, but yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. The MCU. Cool. <laughs> the MCU, that thing we've, still we've, exists. We've everyone. talked. To, we've talked about, um, you know, all the main games that stood out from the PS5 event, the PlayStation 5 reveal. There's one last thing in this podcast I want to talk to you about, Good and that you. is The Last of Us Part Two. Yep. It comes out Very end of this soon. year. Like, end of this week. Not end of this year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> end of this week. Um, I, I talked a lot about it last podcast with Ethan, but obviously I'm interested. In what where are you at with it? What what are what are your thoughts on the Last of Us One? Still need to play it. Really, I was oh. thinking of streaming it over like the next week before the Last of Us Part Two. No, have you never played the Last of Us? I played the introductory section. I said this on the last oh four pillars God. one, didn't I? Uh, yeah, it's a sin. It's a fucking carnal sin. It's it's like textbook just. Dude, I can't even bad. preview this. I can't. I just saw. Yeah, George and I can preview the Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> I can't even talk to you about this. I mean, I know a fair amount about the game. I don't know spoilers, but I know I know the relationship between Ellie and Joel is something special, and I could tell that from the small amount that I played of the game. Yeah. Um, the themes are fantastic. Yeah. The, the acting's crazy. The atmosphere's amazing. The atmosphere amazing. is everything. That's what stands out to me because I'm not. Yeah. I hate zombies. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere, the tension, man. Yeah. Just watching the demos for the Last of Us Part Two, dude, like literally terrifying tension. The most terrifying yeah, parts are the human so parts when you're like dealing with humans and they're all yeah. talking and you're sneaking around and you hear these conversations going. It's the same with The Last of Us One. It's like that where you're dealing with humans and you're there talking to each other about they're looking for you and you're like fucking shitting yourself. It's oh, 
Zombies, like, you can Ellie, outsmart. It, what's that trailer? Like, the gameplay? Was it a gameplay demo where Ellie, like, there's, like, there's three people and that, like, crazy woman that's, like, just saying weird shit. I don't, I don't quite remember fully what it was, but I remember watching gameplay of The Last of Us 2. Yeah. And they handled the tension in the scene that I watched so well. Like, Ellie was, like, trying to, like, keep her breath, like, so she so she didn't fucking alert people that she was there. And, like, and just, just tropes like that that are just, they add to that tension. You know, people are hunting for her, and she's got to fucking stealth it out and shit. And that was also the same vibe I got from the first game. It's, the people are ultimately worse than the, than the zombies themselves. It's 100%, and that's, yeah, 100%. That's what's so terrifying, because, like, zombies aren't real people are real it's the same thing yeah. we were talking about earlier is that who do you relate to you put yourself in the circumstances i can oh shit what if i was here with these people like looking for you trying to kill you like it's like holy shit this is terrifying yeah, and because be terrifying. it's one of the most realistic games in terms of atmosphere because in like post-apocalyptic zombies not realistic but the way it's acted and performed there's no game you're gonna play that feels more real person situation where you literally yeah. feel like you're fucking there than a yeah. naughty dog game and especially the last was part two by the looks of it it's man, it's insane, and all these reviews have come out nine out nine point fives, yeah, ten out of ten. But it's not a shock. It's of course this is exactly what you expected this to get. It's the last yeah. part two. It's a Naughty Dog game. Of course, it's going to get these reviews. It rightly it's the so. Prodigal Son. But wait until players play it and they don't like the story ending, and everyone's going to fucking hate it. Even though it is rightfully so a ten out of ten game, I'm sure it is because in terms of the game design in terms of how it plays in terms of the experience there's not going to be another game like it it'll be a once in a generation game yeah and people will only look at they didn't like how the story ended so it's shit even though I was like well did you enjoy the 30 hours it took for you to finish the game was it a literally like the most tense experience of your life I'm sure it will be I'm sure mm. it will be one of the most tense game experiences of your life it's about the journey man not always the destination I mean, if it's so bad that it completely ruins everything before, that's one thing. But if it's just like, oh, I didn't like that direction. <laughs> hey, bro, maybe just fucking relax, huh? Yeah, just like look back on, like, did you enjoy it as you were playing through it? You know? Yeah. And most likely you probably did. It's a Naughty Dog yeah. game. Like, yeah. They're legendary. 100%. I think also the game will play. Because obviously, we were used to playing as Joel in The Last of Us 1. So he was like a big burly man, like he could he could muscle his way through things. Obviously, Ellie is a little bit different. She's a young woman. She's obviously got a more frail figure. She's smaller. I think it, a lot of the situations are going to work a lot different. A lot of the time, Joel could like punch people, smack people about. You know, he could like muscle his way through. I think Ellie's going to have to be a bit more cautious. Dude, that's what There's I love more about people the way out there that can take advantage of her. Yeah, man. Well, that's also the way. Um she moves it's so different and the way she fights so different and she's the yeah. speed is her thing you know Joel's yeah. you know, had the muscle Elliot's speed but th this one I said to to Ethan I said this is even more tense right because when you're playing as Joel you feel like you're a strong man and you're yeah. protecting this little girl now you and you so you have as the player this relationship with Ellie where you've got to protect her now you're playing as her this girl you feel like you need to protect it creates attention even more so every time someone hits you it's different. When Joel got shot, I'm like, oh man, sometimes I'd have to, I'd get shot once to kill a few people. I'm not mm. even going to want to get shot, even though you're not going to die, <laughs> yeah. you're playing a game. I'm not even going to want to get shot because I can't let Ellie get hurt. Yeah, it's Ellie. Like, the small, frail, like, like, like innocent even girl. She, even though she's not at all, she's violent well, she's as fuck and she's a savage. But she's a fucking, she's twisted, that man. That relationship you have as a player with her is so different 
where she was yeah. someone you were nurturing in one game and now you're playing as her and you still feel like you need to protect her it's it's a whole different dynamic and I, I can't wait to play this game I'm just I just bought it on my PlayStation 4 before we started the podcast so it's downloading yeah. now I can't wait till Friday um, to, to dive right in it's Thursday or Friday? Uh, no it's oh god I've got no clue I think it's Friday Thursday? Oh, okay it's Friday the you 19th yeah it's the 19th yeah Friday dude can't fucking wait Oh, I got the fucking... Yeah, I'm not working next weekend. Fuck yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Just so binging that game to fuck. Yeah, I won't, but I will, I'll play I'll play a bit. It'll take me weeks to do it, but... I need to I'll play the... I need to play The Last of Us 1. You need now. to play it fucking now. Start streaming it tomorrow. Yeah, like I, I have to. Holy shit. I'm, I might actually set an event for tomorrow. I actually don't just... think you should stream it. I, I think is It's... Yeah. It's that, that, such I was debating a... it isolated experience and for that tension to be there it's like you're alone you're like it's I think you should just play it alone that's my yeah. opinion that's my opinion yeah that's I could I could do I could do it's, it's just after I this man as soon as you're done to watch my <sighs> I'd love people to see my original reaction to it though like a okay. blind playthrough of The Last of Us yeah true <sighs> that'd be crazy people would be loving that but and also, it'd be great yeah. for me to be able to look back on that as well, to my first experience with the game, and be like, that was when I first saw this moment, or when I first saw that moment. Mm. So True. it'd be like, watching my original reaction, that'd be fascinating for me as well. I don't know, I'll, I'll think about it in my head. I'll have a little I'll have a little argument in my own head about it. Yeah. After the podcast. Well, <laughs> yeah. well dude, you got to get on it. You can't... Yeah, this is ridiculous. You've got to play it fucking now. Yeah. Or I'll be missing out. Mm-hmm. Because this is an experience. Last of Us Part 2 is going to be an experience. Yeah, like something that... I feel like, honestly, The Last of Us Part 2 has the potential to, like, if I were to play it, be, like, dethrone Red Dead Redemption 2 as my favourite game. Which I never thought a game would come uh, along so quickly that could possibly do that. Uh, yeah, maybe. It depends what you're into. I don't know. Yeah, are you, are you someone that loves zombies and shit? Uh, when they're done... When they're done right, and I think in the well, last this is the only z- zombie thing I like ever. Yeah, I've hate I hate everything zombies shows movies. Or even like mo- you every, never played anything. COD Zombies when you were younger. No, I didn't. With the boys, I, dude, because I wasn't younger when COD Zombies was introduced. Oh, that's true. To me, yeah, <laughs> like, I was like seven when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like when COD Zombie first comes out. I was like fourteen, and I was already and I was already like eighty-two in my head, and I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck zombies, man. I'm all yeah. set. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I didn't play COD Zombies when I was seven. Um, <laughs> I didn't didn't do it. Oh, but, yeah, but I think The Last of Us probably will handle zombies well. I mean, again, it's about the people. It's not about the, the clickers that are just, like, you barely run into. The clickers, That's yeah. what I've heard, anyway. It is, I mean, it, people used to tell me, and I, I've said this a million times, but, like, people used to tell me, play The Last of Us, play The Last of Us. It's not a zombie game. It's not a zombie game. It's not a zombie game. Then I play it, and I'm like... Look, The Last of Us is amazing, and I actually did really like it, but let's be fucking clear about this. It's a fucking zombie game. It definitely <laughs> is a zombie game. Let's not fucking... Well, yeah, the whole premise is zombies. Let's not mince words around. It's fucking... It's about zombies. This is a zombie game. The zombies. It's a fucking yep. zombie game. And that's what it is, and that's fine. And that's fine. Because well, it was handled fine. well. I, I'd say it's handled the best. It's handled the best. Um, you know, it's the only zombie thing I've ever enjoyed, and... I'll, you know, I look forward to... It's just the way the game's designed. It just, it's just it's something I love. I love the way that the, the Naughty Dog games play. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love all the Uncharted games more than I like The Last of Us 1. Um, but, 
The Last of Us One still amazing. Yeah, I mean, Uncharted is like always sort of unbeatable in many ways. Like, I think, yeah. I think that is almost the their genre, magnum it's genre. Yeah, it's just to, to me a better genre. Whereas most people feel like The Last of Us is the best Naughty Dog game. But yeah, to me, I'd rather be playing a game like Uncharted. That's those themes, those narratives, those um, um, environments and worlds. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Last of Us Part Two this week. Exciting times. Exciting coming times. out soon. Coming out very it's soon. surreal to be saying that. Mm, finally, we've got some new things happening. The world's starting to get back to normal. Things are opening up. Um, the world's changing, and there's new gaming that rhymed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the world's changing, and there's new gaming. Exciting <laughs> <laughs> uh, times. All right, um, George. Thank you so much, man, for joining me today and co-hosting this podcast. I me, mean, I fucking appreciate you for being here and uh, um, through this time. So thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Honestly, I've loved every second of it. Um, And of course, as well, big thank you to our Patreon producers. We wouldn't be here without you. That's King Richard III, Damien Avery Dobbs, Tony, the Arbiter's Delightful Penis, Josh Devlier, Adam Sunling, Patreon producer for the Come House podcast, a.k.a. Albrecht, did a lot of Cat94, Viridian, Real Simon Hawkins, a.k.a. H12 and Bullseye47. Appreciate you guys. Um, We'll be back once again next Monday for the Clubhouse podcast, episode 86. Um... Uh, I'm not sure whether James will be joining me. I believe so. James will be back on that show, but maybe not 100%. You know, I want to make sure he's 100% good to go before we before he's back. But um, I think it's likely. I'd say it's likely. But I don't want to, like, confirm just in case people get too excited and then it does happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, then we can start to get back to normal and the podcast all start returning to normal. But, man, I've still really, like... I love podcasts, man. I fucking love doing podcasts. And I've... Yeah. As much as I've missed James, I've still loved every second of doing this podcast with you today. The Ethan show was so much fun as well. And doing Clubhouse with Jared. Like, I've still loved doing this. I love podcasting more now than I did when I started doing podcasts six years ago. Like, it really is the best part of my job. It's why, even though I don't do videos a lot like I used to... I still never miss a podcast. Even when my co-host is out of action, I still never miss a fucking show. <laughs> yeah. I'll always be here. I'll always be here. I mean, I, it's a pleasure coming on this podcast. It really is. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, it's... it's. I mean, you're... And that's the thing, like, I said to Ethan, Ethan goes, oh, thanks for, you know, I appreciate you thinking of me as someone who would want to co-host. I'm like, well, to me, the only people I could have, it's you or Ethan. Like, you two are the only other yeah. two I'd want to co-host. Um... With it's crazy because to think. I've been, I've been coming on this podcast since since episode like fourteen or like episode like seven or yeah, something like right. that. Yeah, right. Your first episode was episode fourteen. Yeah, yeah, fourteen. I believe. In two thousand and fifteen or sixteen, I forget. Yeah, I think it was fifteen, wasn't it? Because it was just after KCC was invented in like twenty fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's only one episode, and then the first twelve zero, were in twenty fifteen, yeah. so it would have been January twenty sixteen. Uh, your first yeah, episode. Yeah, it was twenty sixteen. So that was you know four and a half years ago. And you've been coming, you've been on this podcast a lot. You and Ethan are the two most frequented guests. You're not even really guests. Like, when we do the guest of the year votes, Four Pillars obviously won, but I'm not even going to, you guys don't count. I can't put you in guest of the year. <laughs> the NFP will vote's not fair because you're on That's every true. other episode, you guys. You know, give Robin Gaiman and, you know, Colin Moriarty a chance. Come on. Yeah. Can't with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly fucking right. Um, and. You know, that's the thing. Like, you guys are as much a part of the show as James and I in a lot of ways because the four, this is like the Four Pillars community 
mothership podcast when you yeah. when it comes to the four pillars community this is the as always podcast is the i guess the main show every t- 10 episodes even more so um the four pillars come together you ethan yeah. co-host with me you co-host with me or you're a guest with us or ethan solo is a guest with us or you're both on and we're all together like um it's it's a shared um space for all of us to gamers. share all of us gamers to to talk and chat shit and and really connect with that community that's why i love the podcasting because it is about really creating this content that's entertaining having these fun discussions building these relationships with each other um and having a laugh but also really it's the best way to really connect with the audience i think in this yeah. long form conversation they get to know us really well and how we feel and we can talk about real shit like we did at the start of the show and then by the end we're talking about you know comic books and games and stuff like yeah exactly it's it's everything in between so this you know i i have a fucking full-time job that isn't playing games and it fucking isn't as fun as this i tell you what so i can't yeah. like i'll never take a break from this because this is my break from my life like this <laughs> yeah exactly doing the podcast is my break from my life so um yeah i, I love doing this and and uh, if if anything, you know, James take, taking a break has cemented how much I love doing this because um, it, it made me, you know, know that we, uh, you know, we can keep going. We we can do this. The show goes on and, and we can still put out entertaining content for the people. Um, yeah, the community's got each other's back, which exactly. I think is, is beautiful. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but at the same time, I can't fucking wait till James is back. Holy shit, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I'm sure everyone's anticipating the return of the game room self. Yeah, it's good. It feels like it's been so much longer than it has been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it like does. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, the people have enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed it. So again, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Um, and we'll wrap this one up with, once again, this mega huge list of ridiculous <laughs> names. So again, patreon.com, as always, $1 a month. Join the Sweet Vintage Lads. Hundreds of hours of podcast exclusive content with the Clubhouse Podcast, the best podcast on the internet. But this is a close, 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 close second. But cl- come on, come house. Like, it's <laughs> fucked. It's fucking filthy. you got to get on. If, if you love disgusting filth and cream pies, you'll love the Clubhouse <laughs> Podcast. Um, anyway, uh, thanks to Sweet Vintage Lads. We have, once again, Cookbooks to the Third, Damien, Avery Dobbs, Tony the Arbiter's Delightful Penis, Josh Devlier, Adam Sunling, Patreon producer for the Come House podcast, aka Olberic, did a lot of Cat94, Viridian, Real Simon Hawkins, aka H12, Ballsack47, Casey Wood, Pinkflame 3 and 3, Henry, Sicarius, aka Kieran, Kevin Bond, Aminol, Alfie Rosell, No, how about you shut the fuck up? No one cares what you think. I don't like you. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> aka Brownie. Jesper Olsen, Lumistrad, Mario 5380 is the king of RPGs, Kimisaba Gamer, Cream Pies, Red Crown, Crane, Jared is my spirit animal, The Creed, Joshua Anderson, Fat Fuck Cuck, Brendan Obiku Overlord, Matt, Rathjai, Marquis de Ben, but then also Ben Desaad, 1989, <laughs> Philip Stillwagon, I need to figure out that meme. Kyle, Mag, aka the guy who makes his own Assassin Christmas, Diogo, Bleeding Edge, 274, No Mojo, Benedict Clobbers, Gwen Hughes, 2018, 1998, 20 Max H, Genius with Bits in the Coal Mines, Owen Brain, Zeke, aka Frank from Destination Wedding, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, Noah Watch, Furious Coco, I'm a Fucking Psycho, 72557, Nick Miller, The ACFJS, Radok, Poplop is Not Dead, what the fuck is Poplop? Smexy Dork, Assassin, Connor Bully in the Alley, Panicchio, Kyle S. George Marcus, aka Blackburn, Victor Eliason, Sandwich Man, Emil Katborg, Joshua Mora, Walshy Desaad, 1989, Ginkgo Swag, Red Chunked Crane, Casper Coral is shagging on top of a hippogriff, 
My dick slick, thick, quick, sick, hard as a brick and a chick. By the way, my name is Rick. I fucking nailed that. That's the best. Ashton, aka the Weekend Simp. Conversations plus our new bro, George Welford. I disagree. Joe the Sexy Boy Smith. Joe the Founded Marquis de Sade, 1989 Scarab. Give me your penis. Evan Brown, Winona Ryder, aka Lindsay from Destination Wedding. Luca, Alfie Rosa, Brian Ford, aka the thickest cookie tiles ever eaten. Brisk, brave brigadiers. Brandish, broad, bright blades. Blunderbusses and bludgeons. Balancing them badly fishy jack dg 1998 team out of travis billy the team ton of my captain robertson boogie woogie budgie boy thank you screaming just loud stuff about this fucking podcast hey. you're a bunch of fucking crazy kids i love you all God. thank you for the support over this time patreon is bigger than it's ever been right now we're already at 225 patrons um, so we're already up this month by five. Our goal for the month of June is 235 patrons. So 10 more to go. Join us. One dollar a month. So much content. So much excitement. Join the clubhouse. Join the movement. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, J- uh, James. Fucking George. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll just force have it. Is what it is. Uh, thank you, George, for co-hosting with me today. Appreciate the shit out of you. No worries, man. And um, we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Love you, boys. Take care.